From the World Wrestling Federation magazine, this is Special Report. Hello everyone, I'm Lord Alfred Hayes. The time is rapidly approaching for the World Wrestling Federation's famous Survivor Series, which has now become an established Thanksgiving night tradition. The format for the Survivor Series is that four-man teams will oppose each other, and each time a team member is defeated, he is eliminated. One team must eliminate all four of its opponents to win. Here are the official teams and their captains. The Hulkamaniacs, Captain Hulk Hogan versus the Million Dollar Team, Captain Ted DiBiase. The Ultimate Warriors, Captain The Ultimate Warrior versus the Heenan Family, Captain Andre the Giant. The Dream Team, Captain Dusty Rhodes versus the Enforcers, Captain The Big Boss Man. Roddy's Rowdies, captained by Roddy Piper versus Rude's Brood, captained by Ravishing Rick Rude. The 4x4s, Captain Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus the King's Court, Captain the Macho King Randy Savage. Later on in the hour, Sean Mooney will give complete details of all the wrestlers in the 10 competing teams. For the World Wrestling Federation, this has been a special report. Hello and welcome once again to By God Almighty! By God Almighty! By God Almighty. Fucks it. No. <laughs> By God Almighty! That's better. That's more like it. The That's show like where it. we crack open some lovely cans. Ah, lovely can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely can. yeah. And we have a chat about wrestling of yesteryear, one pay-per-view at a time. My name is Graham and... As always, I am joined by my own pair of Thanksgiving turkeys, <laughs> Dave. How are you doing? Dermot. How are you now? <laughs> How are the lads? Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. Good, good. We're about to have Turkey Day the ravishing way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are apparently. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm very thankful for my polka dots. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's how. Uh, so before we go into this episode, uh, since we last recorded two. Prominent figures within professional wrestling unfortunately passed away. Uh, if we can say anything of a silver lining, they passed away at an acceptable age, which mm. is generally not the case within wrestling. Uh, first one was Lance Russell. I, I, we don't. Well, I, I know I don't really know. Him. We've seen him in a couple of episodes, but he seemed to be quite revered within the pro wrestling industry. He seemed to be a very sound person. Yeah. Gave Jerry Lawler his break, which is like. Always a good thing, really. Yeah, isn't it? Ah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good legacy. Uh, to have. Yeah, like a, and yeah, that was a bit sad because he like, I won't go into the story because I might cry, but it's yeah. like it, it was a bit of a kind of sad ending for him. But ninety one is a ripe old age to it's reach. A very ripe old it age. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure we'll see him on a few more WWE papers. I know when we did see him, we all said that he was really good. Yeah, at being a backstage interviewer and kind of his, yeah, his yeah. prime was kind of long before this. Our time, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was good at what he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the other one is kind of within the time frame we're still at, and that's a bit more Bob, close to home. Yeah, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Unfortunately, like you know, yeah. If if I, if I could see a positive is the fact that he's not suffering anymore because he did have an art like he couldn't even yeah, speak. And Bobby Brain Heenan, his voice yeah, is his not name. being able like, to talk. His, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he looked absolutely. He looked like a different man altogether. Yeah, he, yeah, it was a sad. It was a sad sight to see. Any memories of Bobby? I know we're going to see him in this, and we're probably going to see him a lot more, but. Uh, yeah, I think every show so far that we've reviewed that he's been on, we've said he's been one of the highlights yeah, of the show. He's definitely. just 
no matter what he's doing he's constantly entertaining whether it's a backstage interview him ringside or even in this when he gets in the ring actually working a match he's just always entertaining yeah it's um I was really upset when it happened and I was upset for a few days after as well yeah actually, that it really hit me it's one of the ones that hit me like and like I kept you know you're just like dosing around on your phone or something you see a picture crop up and it's just someone else paying tribute to him like yeah, you know and yeah. it just hits you again it was that uh, and to be honest with you like you know I obviously knew who Bobby Heenan was before we started this podcast and like I knew I knew exactly who he was and I was very familiar with him but I didn't know him as well as the, I didn't know the character as well yeah. as I do now yeah. you know and it's I'm kind of happy in one way to have gotten the chance to to catch up with him yeah. before, before we actually before Passed we die, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's, that's a positive out of it. Know. Like, you know. I met, like I ended up wa- like going on the network and watching like his Hall of Fame speech and all, mm. and like the, the bit where he goes on about he it was almost perfect except for the fact Monsoon wasn't there and I was like, oh my heart, yeah. <laughs> it was lovely. Like, but there was even a bit at the start though where he started talking. And he's, he clears his throat a little bit. And he's like, oh, sorry, I had a wedgie. <laughs> 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 like, his voice is fucked. Yeah, it's you just know? because of the yeah, throat yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... He, like, he was always on. Like, yeah, always on. I'd say... I know it sounds mad, but I'd say, like, because he couldn't, you know, communicate with people, he probably had a million jokes in his head and he just couldn't say them. Yeah. He's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. But uh, what a great guy. Yeah. And we will, so. we'll review, we'll be reviewing his, some of his antics in this episode. Sure will. And this episode is... WF Survivor Series 89 I think we're all in the same boat on that we've all seen absolutely none nothing of this um, couldn't oh have you yes Come actually on. really yeah let me tell you a little bit of a story this time <laughs> last year when we were well not this time last year but uh, when we were doing Survivor Series 88 yeah I actually played the first 10 minutes of 89 by accident oh <laughs> yeah and not the first 10 minutes as soon as I saw uh, Macho Man with uh the crown and cherry yeah and, and cherry yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like okay this, this isn't it this is the wrong one <laughs> So that's, that's you've seen a smidgen, <laughs> seen a smidgen. <laughs> yeah but it's not one that's usually you know when they do their WWE 24 or one of their documentaries it's like you don't hear anything of this yeah. you know what I mean it's just nah it's grand. not a, like, a highlight reel kind of show no though. not really not really but anyway will we crack on with it let's crack on with it yeah. it's WWF Survivor Series 1989 the WWF Thanksgiving Night Tradition it's Thanksgiving night, and this is the happiest time of year for all the maniacs, brother. You know, me and all my little hosters, we got a lot of things to be thankful for. Number one, we're thankful for being happy and very healthy. We're thankful for having time to share with our loved ones. We're also thankful that Hulkamania is still the strongest force in the universe. And after the turkey's done, after the blessings are all done, I can tell you what the hosters mostly happy about. It's Survivor Series time, and I'm thankful for my team of Hulkamaniacs. I'm thankful because I'm rich and you're not. <laughs> I'm thankful for having Damien and the DDT. You know what we're thankful for? We don't have to fight each other. Oh yeah, I am thankful that I am the only man worthy of being the macho king. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for the privilege of living right here in the good old U.S. of A. Tough guy. I'm thankful I've got the big earthquake on my side. <laughs> what I'm thankful for for Thanksgiving for my poker dime. I'm thankful for the justice I serve. I'm thankful for wrestling, cutting, and strutting. I'm thankful for my good looks. I'm thankful for having the most ravishing body in the WWF. 
I'm thankful because I ain't Ricky Rude. I am thankful for being the world's smartest man. I'm thankful for being absolutely perfect. Yeah, we're thankful for having Sonny stuffing in our turkey tonight! I'm thankful for spending Thanksgiving with all the members of the Heenan family. Thanks to giving every day, but especially this day, as the Warriors give me the intensity to deliver the power at Survivor Series, it is going to be a war! So November 23rd, 1989, which was a Thursday, because they held it on Thanksgiving at that mm-hmm. stage, from the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois, with an attendance of 15,294 which is up from their last pay-per-view, which was a portion of WrestleMania 2 they did there, which drew 9,000. So that's pretty good going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The intro leaves, leads us through a number of WWF superstars, and they tell us what they are thankful for. Um, what are you thankful for, lads? I am thankful for lovely cans. Yeah. Yeah, lovely cans are definitely lovely cans are thankful for. Oh, yeah, I like lovely cans. Um, thankful for Hulk Hogan not being on television anymore. <laughs> In this day and age. In this day and yeah. age, yeah. Well, let's talk about those thanking things. Mm. Some of them are pretty good. I yeah. like Jake Roberts being thankful for Damien and the DDT. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Roddy Piper's one's pretty good as well. Because he's, he's, he's not Rick Rude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Mr. Perfect for being absolutely perfect. I like the demolition one where they were thankful for not having to fight against each other. That's yeah, a yeah, great gimmick. Really like, the yeah, fact yeah. that they... W- like, remember at the Royal Rumble where they just tore the head off yeah, each other yeah, for five yeah. Like... I love that one. That was a pretty good one too. Ones I did not like. Brutus Beefcake had zero. I'm thankful for wrestling. Yeah, because the only way you're going to get quick money. Yeah, that's too. But I don't see his barbershop doing much pay. Like, and then Jim Duggan for having the privilege of living in the United States. The the privilege. Fuck you, you cross-eyed prick. Sorry, he's a fucking cross-eyed yeah. prick. Zeus is cross as well, but I like him. He's not a cross-eyed prick, though. Yeah, not he's pr- just, no, he's a cross-eyed person. No, he's not, no you, you wouldn't even refer to his cross-eyed... Or his, no, he's called Zeus. His person, yeah. yeah, yeah Zeus. Zeus. Whereas, Tim Duggan's he, a cross-eyed yeah, well, prick. Okay, let's calm down on Jim Duggan for a bit. Anyway, so the original pay-per-view, actually, this is a very... It's a cut-up version, unfortunately. The original one actually gave us some establishing shots of, like snowy nearby Chicago and the skyline and all that and it was kind of cool it was if they filmed it before like they showed fans coming into the arena yeah. and the ring being set up and kind of all that sort of thing oh, nice. but that was obviously cut from the W Network version Gorilla Monsoon Jesse Ventura are our commentators uh, Jesse makes a joke about Gorilla and does a fake laugh and it made my skin crawl it was the most worst fake shit laugh I've ever seen most worst the you're most the genius worst. over there I'm not claiming to be a genius so that doesn't, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. Most worstest. The worst. It was. It's fuck off, Jesse. It really. It was like it was the the. Ha ha ha! ha, 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 ha yeah, yeah. It was because you could see him on screen, and it. Uh, he looks weird without the facial hair as well. Yeah, yeah he does. He, he looks does. a lot younger. That's way because younger. Um, he he got to shave because I don't know if you noticed his t-shirt. Braxis. Yeah, it's a really shit film that he was in and promoting. It was like it's a proper you know sub fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. One of those, one of those films. Yeah. But anyway. Let's crack on with the Survivor Series. The f- Before the show, there was a dark match in which Boris Sukov defeated Paul Roma. So, jobber central, essentially. Yeah. Before we get on to our first match, a couple of changes. I don't know if you noticed. They've scrapped the tag team division mega match. Mm. Yeah. Which is a bit sad. It is. And all the other matches have changed from 10 person to 8 person. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that was better or worse because there's less eliminations or whether more people can get their shit in. In the long run, I don't think it really helped too much. 
right. like in terms of people getting their shit in and kind yeah. of yeah. making a more coherent kind of it's always going to be difficult to have an eight, an eight it man is eight man ten man it's always going to be, match, yeah, yeah, like, you know, be difficult you're right. and having five of them like on the same card um, so I, yeah, I don't know how much of a difference it made to be honest yeah what do you what, what do you think about other teams getting names now? I like that. I like, I the like names the, Yeah, I think yeah. that's... I, it, it kind of annoyed me a little bit, some of the team names, how they kind of, you know, the Hulkamaniacs and fucking... What was the other the one? Ultimate Warriors. The Ultimate Warriors, yeah. Well, yeah. They're all I know it's all based around the person, the captain, captain and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, it just pissed me off to see some of the captains getting yeah. the fucking... Well, it's like, Hogan, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fuck yeah. Hogan. <laughs> I think, though, like, not having the tag team match with the 10, like, with the... All the tag teams and not having a women's match, it kind of it feels like every match is the exact same. There's nothing I different you, on the yeah, card at all. Agree. Like, yeah, the women's match and the the super twenty man tag team one kind of broke it, it, it up. It was like, it. oh, this is a bit different. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I get you. American dream. He's just a common man. First match is the Enforcers. Bad News Brown, Rick the Model Martel, the Honky Tonk Man, and their team captain, the Big Boss Man. And they all come out to Slick's entrance music because there's a lot of different types of entrances. Is this? Yeah, yeah, some without music. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and they are against the Dream Team, who are Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Tito Santana, the Red Rooster, and their team captain, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. So they all, uh, the first three enter to Beefcake's team and then Dusty gets his own team to his deadly music which yeah, is whopper, fucking yeah. mad sound. Uh, a bit of background on this one. So firstly, Akeem was supposed to be on the Enforcers team but he got injured and was replaced very last minute by Bad News Brown. They were still advertising Akeem up until three nights before the oh, pay-per-view. Wow. So that kind of explains the minimal effort Bad News put yeah. in. <laughs> so Rhodes and Honky had been feuding. We saw that on our SummerSlam episode where Rhodes defeated Honky. Uh, Akeem... Defeated Brutus Beefcake in the King of the Ring tournament qualifying match on October 14th. Uh, leading to a feud with Beefcake and the Twin Towers. But obviously Akeem's out of this, but Boss yeah. Man's still there. We've seen Santana and Martel's feud since WrestleMania 5, where Martel turned heel, abandoning Santana. And we also seen them face off in a six-man tag in our SummerSlam episode, where Santana was with the Rockers against Martel with the Rougeaus, and Martel's yeah. team won. And then also, 11 days before this pay-per-view, they had a TV special called the Survivor Series Showdown, which had various singles matches beating yeah. people off teams and um, Santana defeated the big boss man after Rhodes hit boss man with his own nightstick behind the ref's back and then the Red Roosters just put in there to make up the numbers uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know yourself so Santana and Honky's Tonk start off but Martel is quickly tagged in and the former Strike Force partners go at it before almost everyone jumps in the ring for a standoff boss man and Dusty come in and the crowd pop loudly for Dusty's signature jabs there are tags in and out on both sides so everyone can get in some offence the Red Rooster ends up taking a massive beating from the Enforcers, but eventually gets a hot tag to Tito, who pummels the shit out of Martel. Tito goes for a roll-up, but Martel reverses it by rolling through and grabs a handful of tights to eliminate Santana at 9 minutes 15. Both sides dish out offence and get some tags. Rooster looks like he tweaks his previously injured knee when he's hopping over Martel. I don't know if you noticed that. He was no, kind of, I didn't. He's walking a little bit delicately. 
Uh, Bossman puts Rooster in a bear hook to slow down the pace. Bad News reluctantly tags in for the first time and puts a beating on Rooster. Bossman comes back in and aims a shot at Rooster but ends up hitting Bad News. And Bad News is pissed off and walks out, getting himself counted out at 15 and a half minutes, which is the exact same way he was eliminated from his match last year. He just doesn't play well with people. Consistent booking, I, I suppose. Yeah, Definitely. I like yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but like the fact that he got hit twice or I don't know like and he wasn't supposed to be part of the match as well like well that, that was never sta- like that was never established yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. screen on I suppose screen. Yeah. yeah no I, I like the consistency in the character like that he's like the guy who can't team with anyone else because no. he's just a prick and proper also, lone wolf also that they like it's interesting that they actually gave him that bit in the match yeah like, that's like it was a pretty kind of like pivotal bit in the match like you know with a lot of screen time was given to it he had a fucking long focus when he was walking yeah. back to the, Fair enough, the yeah, backstage yeah. And like he's only in it there for a few days, and just to get his character across, they give him this nice little, this nice yeah, little angle. Cool, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, minimal work, max, yeah, maximum reward. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's now even Stevens again with three on three. So Honky Tonk and Beefcake go at it with Honky repeatedly attacking the Oils. Beefcake reverses an Irish whip, hits the high knee, and gets a pinfall at seventeen twenty four to make a three on two in favor of the Dream Team. Martel beats up Beefcake, who ends up on the apron. The Beaver tries a slingshot sunset flip. <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> Listen, Beaver, Beaver Sutherland. Yeah. Beaver Sutherland. <laughs> wow. 24. Uh, <laughs> shit. I don't even Cut know where I am out. now. Cut yeah. that out. <laughs> so Beefcake tries a slingshot sunset flip, but Martel drops down on top of him and grabs the ropes for leverage. However, the ref catches him, and while Martel is arguing with the ref, Beefcake rolls him up for three at 20 minutes 13 seconds to a big pop. So the faces are, what, three on one now or so, mm. you know? So a mere 47 seconds later, the boss man hits the rooster with the boss man slam, which is the kind of reverse sidewalk slam, in the middle of the ring and gets the pin. Which was lovely. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Uh, the dream team work over boss man before Dusty hits a running cross body, which is impressive for a man of yeah. Dusty stature. And Jesse is kind of shocked that he can actually <laughs> he is, hit it. Yeah, and it wins the match with the survivors being Dusty Rhodes and Beefcake at 22 minutes and two seconds. Post-match, Bossman immediately no-sells, like, pops up, like, whoop, yeah. without selling anything, grabs his nightstick, attacks Beefcake and Who Dusty. also no-sells. Oh. Beefcake takes a crack at the nightstick and then goes, back, and he that? just turns around as if he just got fucking bit by a fly or something. Like. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it's you. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. yeah, I forgot about this. Uh, they handcuff Dusty to the top rope and choke him with the nightstick until Beefcake chases them off with the clippers. Wrestling in the 1980s, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> and shockingly, Dusty is bleeding. I yeah. never would have seen that coming. I don't think it, it looked like it was possibly hard way, like, but maybe he just, yeah. maybe it was worked hard, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, he purposely yeah. got himself, maybe he told boss man, just, just fucking go for it. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dusty loves a bit of blood, he to does, be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it, was a, it was a fairly basic match yeah. in general, but the crowd was very hot for Dusty. He's fairly new to WWF and he's really over with everyone he's over like we've discussed before he's definitely past his peak yeah but I think it goes to show that at least then and even to some extent now your in-ring ability it doesn't mean you can't get over like he does the bare I know he does that crossbody that was impressive for a man who weighs as much as he was but the fact he's just so charismatic he can get over he can he just does like his little punches and he's getting huge yeah people are going mad for it yeah He's got enough charisma that he can get away with not yeah. being in, as good a worker as of he course. once was. Yeah, I, yeah. Still, I still think he looks like absolute shit, though. Oh, he does. He does. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's part of his character. He doesn't character. need to because. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, no, I no. Understand. I agree with you. He looks garbage, but <laughs> and the crowd seems to not give a shit. Yeah, don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. At SummerSlam, he was wearing 
boss man's hat as well mm-hmm. was, we were yeah. kind of asking why yeah. and at least now they seem to be in a feud so it makes a bit more sense does, why that would have does, been yeah, happening yeah yeah he stole his stuff <clears throat> Um, yeah. I think we probably need to count some mullets in this Oh, match. shit. Yeah. So, I, well, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go through them. So, beefcake. Yeah. Uh, beefcake, yes. Santana. Tito, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Red, Red Rooster. Rooster. Yeah. Martel. Yes. And Jimmy Hart. Yes. Is that it? That's, All acceptable. So, what's that? Five? That's five, yeah. five for match one. Not a bad Should start. Not a bad no, start. we're off to a good start. Um, so, some notes on this one. Um, excluding an appearance in the 1990 Royal Rumble and also in the 93 Royal Rumble under his real name Terry Taylor this is the last pay-per-view for the re- well WWF pay-per-view for the Red Rooster you know what I'm kind of happy for him <laughs> no I understand I was, yeah. only, I was only thinking I was watching him last night and he did a little roof, his little, little rooster strut, strut. Yeah. Oh. and I was like I feel so bad for that guy he's trying his best like, he, like he's, been, he's been landed well, with this fucking gimmick the, I know we only seen him about four times but what did you think of the Red Rooster's run <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like it's a legit question. Like, no, the Red Rooster's run. Yeah. Yeah. It was more of a strut than a run. Oh yeah, um, it was. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We didn't. We never saw him do a lot. No, you know. Could he have committed more to the gimmick? But what could they do? Like, I'm only messing. I know. I know. I know. Um, that had to be a, a Vince thing. Yeah, it was a stupid thing he thought to get over, and yeah, it just didn't. Did, like, like I mean, they don't boom like they booed faces in WCW, but like I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, it was just fucking awful. Yeah, it was really, wasn't it? There's only so much you can do when you're told to like fucking sell as though you're actually a rooster and do interviews as though you're a rooster and just like and as well as that like mm. if, if you're being 100 percent honest he didn't have like the best in ring capability like he wasn't a fucking superstar. Well, Terry Taylor um, is an unreal in ring worker, but I think he we didn't but, uh, he from was, what we've we seen no we, no we haven't we haven't seen that yeah we haven't seen that yeah yeah unfortunately the problem with Terry Taylor I feel is he's got not great mic skills which is a pro you find that a lot there's these lads who can fucking walk circles around everybody in the locker room but they yeah, can't yeah. talk for shit like, but we will see him again in WCW a few times and hopefully hopefully things work out a little bit better <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed so we get an interview with the boss man as he's heading backstage he is very very sweaty for the amount of like that, all the work he did in that match was in the last few minutes like. yeah sorry actually can I I need to go back there man of the match for the first match oh I'll, I'll go first I am going to give it to Rick Martel because I felt he was likely in there the longest, and I felt he worked the hardest out of all the eight men. He seemed to, he yeah. seemed to do the most. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. For, for until he was eliminated, like the yeah. m- most of my attention was on Rick Martel. He was doing loads of stuff. Yeah, uh, just yeah, no, yeah, cool. I'll, I'm <laughs> sure I was going to say. I don't yeah. want to derail it. Just for the sake of saying something different, I'll give it to Dusty. Even though he didn't do a lot, everything he did do got a good reaction, and he did a crossbody, which was pretty impressive. Mm. Big fucking took his head off yeah he got, <laughs> he got, he got, him, yeah, yeah. He got some serious hang time on yeah, that yeah. Like. so anyway, back to this boss man interview where he calls um, Dusty a stupid puke <laughs> excellent stuff <laughs> my uh, my favourite line was slick gone something about you can barely understand what he was saying he said yeah. something about gonna give you the worst beating of your fat life or something <laughs> excellent excellent work all round by the <laughs> lads <laughs> Let me tell you something, Gene. This is going to be the 4x4's finest hour. 
Valentine, Bravo, the Macho King, and the Earthquake are going to find out the hard way what the 4x4s are all about. All right, here's a man that brings experience to the party in the form of Rugged Roddy Garvin. Well, the 4x4s are ready. Greg the Hammer, Valentine, i got a personal score to settle, and I'm going to shut that big mouth of yours and stick this right into it. All right, it's the power of the mighty Hercules. You know Mean Gene with the hitman, Rugged Ronnie Garvin, and this tough yeah, guy yeah, yeah, in yeah, my yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. I don't foresee any problems tonight. You can feel it, Mean Gene. You can feel it, and you can see it. This team right here is ready for anything. Savage, you and that King's Court are in for a long, long night. When the 4x4s come to the ring, we got one thing in mind, and that's to beat people up. Ready? Aim! So after this, we head backstage for an interview with the four by fours. Um, and my only note on this is, Bret Hart is too talented for this bunch of clowns. This is what I was pissed. This, you know what? I, I didn't want to say it when we were talking about it because yeah. we had just decided to let's lay off Jim Duggan for the time being. Yeah, okay. This is what really pissed me off. Right. Specifically, Bret Hart being there and having to fucking hold up the fucking two by four and, and, like and, and, shoot, and actually yeah. got like be, be in it and not like actually yeah. go with it and do the whole thing I know. fucking marching and one thing I liked about the promo was how Mean Gene introduced each person individually and kind of gave them a little rub like he was like the technical expertise of Brett yeah, yeah. the experience of Ronnie Garvin um, the retardedness of Jim Duggan I don't know <laughs> I don't even know what he said for that because I just didn't care but uh, like it wasn't great like it was, <sighs> no it was a very run of the mill yeah, it was kind of like, like Bret Hart actually says, "Let me tell you something, Mean Gene, a la yeah, Hulk Hogan." Yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot of them do it on this. On this I know, show. I like know. they don't see. I don't know. So like there are there are oh oh there are there are better promos. Yeah, that yeah, was on the show. It was kind of a typical shouty eighties promo. We're gonna win. They're gonna lose. Grant four by four is greatest night and only night. It's match number two. It is the King's Court. Who are Greg the Hammer Valentine, who has a mullet. Let's, let's do Those it this way. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dino Bravo. The Canadian Earthquake. Skullet. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a question yeah. mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah Skullet. Right, right. uh, and their team captain, the Macho King, Randy Savage. I think long hair. Yeah. yeah. And they, are, they all enter to Savage's team. And they are against the 4x4s, Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Mullet? He's fucking trying for Mullet. He can't even do that right. He has a little rat tail at the back. Uh, we've, no. counted, we've counted Sting's rat tail. Do you know? okay, we've okay. also counted fucking um, Animals. Ron Simmons. Not Ron Simmons, uh, fucking um, Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Uh, Racist. Oh. Day. <laughs> Confusing black people with other black well, people. Yeah, I suppose we can give it to Garvin. Okay, go on, give it, go on, yes. Um, Brett the Hitman Hart. That's long, long hair. hair. Hercules. No. No. And their team captain, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Long hair, I'd say. I don't know, he's pretty business at the front. Do you think so? Oh, I think long hair. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yeah, long, long hair. hair. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. long hair. So that's three. We're up to eight. Nice. And they all come into no music, despite the fact that, like... Just march, prancing around the ring. Yeah, it's all they're doing. like idiots. Let's give a little bit of background on this one. Um, well, actually, we have a new debutante in Earthquake on this show. Yes. Yeah, fill us yeah. in uh, on the I'd like, I'd uh, like The I'd, Canadian Earthquake? Well, he's called the Canadian Earthquake. At this, this point. But they still call him by Earthquake. Uh, could you make a guess on what age you think Earthquake is in this pay-per-view? John Tenta. I would say he is... Oh, I'm going to let Dave go first. So <laughs> I think I have some information that might colour my guess. All right, I don't have any information, so this is coming out of nowhere. Right. Um, but genuinely, how old do you think he looks? 
it's hard to tell. This is a tricky question to answer. And the hair and the baldness as well. I would probably say late 20s, early 30s. Okay, I know he had a sumo a sumo career yeah, before this, and he's retired from sumo and then started wrestling. So I'd oh, say he must be in his thirties. I'd say twenty five. Really? What? How looks, short was his sumo career? Isn't that, isn't that disgraceful? He looks terrible for a twenty five year old. Terrible for a twenty five year old. Anyway, so earthquake or Canadian earthquake, as you said, his name is John Tenta. Uh, at the age of twenty two, he moved to Japan to join the sumo stable. Sadakotaki, I hope I pronounced that right, and was given the name Koto Tenzan, which meant Heavenly Mountain Harp. Of course it <laughs> does. Becoming the only, only the third ever white person to compete professionally in sumo. Oh, wow. He amassed a record of 21 wins, zero losses, and seven draws before retiring, partially due to the toll it was taking on his body. He said it was worse. He's pl- he played rugby, he played American football, he played, and he did pro wrestling, he said sumo was the worst. Holy shit. But also partially because... To be promoted to a higher level division, he would have had to have gotten a skin graft to remove the tiger tattoo on his arm. Because oh. tattoos are looked down upon in Japan, like Yakuza and stuff yeah, like that. Have yeah. them. So he stayed in Japan anyway. He was trained in pro wrestling by Joint Baba in the All Japan Dojo, debuting in May of 1987. He stayed in All Japan pro wrestling for 18 months before returning to North America and signing with the WWF. He debuted on November 11th in a ruse by Dino Bravo. So Dino Bravo and Jimmy Hart were in the ring and they said, oh, we will take anybody out of the audience and they can sit on Dino Bravo's back and he can do push-ups with them. So there was a lad in the audience, it was Earthquake, <laughs> and he said oh, his name was John or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah, yeah. John, yeah. He sat on Dino Bravo's back and Bravo, fair play to him, did a few push-ups with like fucking strong cunt. Yeah. And then he challenged anybody in the back to do the same and the warrior came out. So the warrior got down to do push-ups and then Earthquake just gave him a big splash on the back and they beat the shit out of the warrior. Which is a pretty cool kind That's of way to introduce him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched that earlier. Oh, did Very you? nice. Very That's nice. cool, yeah. yeah. Um, so the background on this, firstly, Earthquake is actually not even meant to be in this match. He's a replacement for Barry Windham. Oh! Right. The Widowmaker. The Widowmaker, yeah. He'd returned to the WF, he'd returned to WF television and had gone undefeated for four months. There are two conflicting stories as to why he left the WWF one says he was getting a benign tumour removed from his chest um, and just never returned afterwards and another one which is the more believed one is that he quietly left the WWF due to his due to the scandal of his brother Kendall and his father Blackjack Mulligan being arrested for counterfeiting they'd counterfeited like half a million yeah. dollars of fake $20 notes or something like that yeah that was that was the, the story I had heard yeah right, yeah, yeah. There was, so yeah there you go so Earthquake's a replacement for him it kind um, of felt like a bit of an out of place. Just, yeah. You know. <laughs> at, at SummerSlam, we've seen Jim Duggan, who was known as King Duggan. But now Savage is the macho king as he defeated Duggan for the crown on the September 23rd episode of Superstars. Uh, we discussed the Valentine-Garvin feud at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. We saw some of that. And then Valentine had asked for Garvin to be in reinstated so we could fight him. And he was. And then Hercules was somewhat involved in that, I suppose. So he's kind of just thrown in here, isn't he? Because he not? lost with cheating. Bravo is involved in a way because he brought back up losing to Duggan and the Hart Foundation at the Royal Rumble due to the 2x4, classic Duggan, uh, which kind of brings Hart into the mix. And Earthquake is kind of Bravo's bodyguard of sorts. Uh, and they're kind of, this is a, t- like they purposely split up the uh, Hart Foundation because... This they, was a question I was wondering actually. Uh, they wanted to see how fans would react to Brett as a, I know, they're all tag team matches. But well, he's, like he's, he's, he's not associated he's not with part of it. He's not part yeah. of it, the, his actual tag team. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how will the... Like, they want to see 
how we'll do yeah. like you know they obviously saw something in, in uh, hindsight we, we know. found out anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on the survivor series showdown show savage beat hercules after hitting him with sherry's loaded purse so there's why they're all scrapping firstly danny davis is a ref the referee again mm-hmm. and there's no mention of the fact that he teamed with the heart foundation or uh you know any nefarious mean anything like that it's, he's ref now and also we discussed before we started recording hercules being very out of shape yeah he's still he's still big lad but still massive there's a belly like, hanging out there isn't well, there very out of shape by the standards of Hercules. Well, boy, by the standards of a normal. He was person, on WrestleMania you know, too. Like, he's after bloating you know I mean? out of yeah, it's yeah. weird, Still massive, yeah, but yeah. like he doesn't have any of the definition that he used to have. Like, yeah. very he's, strange. He's more like Dino Bravo now. Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah. Way more well, like Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo still belly doesn't hang out as much. I feel anyway. Bellies are bellies, <laughs> so, uh, especially when you take fair. steroids. Yeah. So anyway. Dogan attacks Savage outside and throws him into the ring where Hercules press slams him, which was pretty mm. impressive. Uh, the 4 by 4s then take turns beating up Valentine, with Hart and Duggan getting the loudest pops when tagged in, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I that's... mean, Duggan's over. I know we hate him, but he is over. We can't deny that. But part, Hart, part for a... This is actually what I was talking about yeah. when you said, in retrospect, we found yeah. out... I, we you were talking about this? Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they popped They from. absolutely yeah. fucking went mad for him. They did, they did. Bravo and Hercules then go at it. Bravo lays Herc out in the middle of the ring, tags in Earthquake, who immediately hits the Earthquake splash, which the fucking is a move. running arse splash, essentially. He was moving really, really fast. fast for a lad that for size. That, yeah, yeah. Jesus well, he Christ. is only 25. <laughs> he looks like shit, but he feels great. <laughs> hits that Earthquake splash and eliminates Hercules just shy of the four-minute mark. Uh, Duggan and Hart have to double team Earthquake to take him down but it doesn't last long and the King's Court go to work on Garvin he gets a couple of quick reversal pin attempts but no no like pins from it Garvin and Valentine then lay some vicious fucking chops into each other they are yeah they're pretty horrible they are horrible and Garvin blind tags Duggan in who comes in and hits an unsuspecting Valentine with a three point charge clothesline to eliminate him at seven and a half minutes there's multiple tags in and out from both sides and the King's Court are getting in most of the offence Garvin then clatters the fuck out of Bravo with some more overhand <laughs> chops and then hits the Garvin stomp. Do you like the Garvin stomp? I love it. I love it so much. Is, that sounds like sarcasm. That's massive sarcasm. Okay, okay. Last time I saw the Garvin stomp was in that um, cage match. Cage match with Ric Flair. Yeah, with Ric yeah, Flair. To be yeah. honest, it match I compares. thought it looked better. It looked this better than Randy Orton. Than it, than it well. did I still think it's a saw. stupid fucking move, though. It's up there with the bear hug and the fucking claw. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't you. think it's that bad. If I was lying down on the ground like that and someone stood on my hand... You'd move your hand. I'd move my hand and the rest of my body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah. Just because he takes so long to do it. If you just bam, 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 bam. Is it worse than the junkyard dog's little headbutts when he's on their sneeze? (laughs) Oh, you're really really poking the bear. bear (laughs) It's on the same level as the bear hug and the claw. The road, the the junkyard dog's headbutts. Where's where's the junkyard dog's headbutts lie on that scale? No, they're on a different... Oh, they're it's on a, a they're elevated, like yeah. you know, in terms of terribleness. They're the premier. <laughs> they're the Premier League of shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I hear you. I, hear I you. understand. <laughs> right. So he does that Garvin stomp anyway. Uh, he goes for what looks like a sharpshooter or a gimmick infringement. Me. I got so annoyed when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, like, like, like in the same match. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like I said to you guys, I was watching this with my like a little bit of this yeah. in my house, my uh, the other night, and I was he was I was freaking out. I was like, why the fuck is he going for a sharpshooter? Bret Hart is right there. My housemate, who isn't into wrestling at all, was just like, what's the big deal? I was like, you don't understand! <laughs> <laughs> it's still real to me! 
<laughs> yeah, but he goes. No, but it's bullshit. It, it looks like a sharpshooter anyway. The other lads finish, but Bravo rakes his eyes and both men tag out. Uh, the crowd are popping loudly for Hart versus Savage, which is mad understandable. Yeah, they they went absolutely uh, yeah. mental. For Savage that. tags out after taking a quick beating. Unfortunately, the four by fours walk over Bravo, but he reverses an Irish whip and eliminates Ronnie Garvin with a sidewalk slam at eleven seventeen. Duggan starts the USA chant, which Earthquake and Bravo are Canadian, so. That's alright, but so is Bret Hart, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, Hart and Duggan take down Earthquake with a double clothesline, but he quickly tags out. There's more popping for Savage versus Hart, and yeah. it lasts a bit longer. Savage gets tied in the ropes, and the faces cheat behind the ref's back with illegal double teaming. Classic Duggan. Uh, Savage and Hart go back and forth with some lovely wrestling. Bravo tags in and clasps on a bear hug, and the King's Court walk over the hitman. Savage and Bravo have a miscommunication and Bravo gets kneed in the head by Savage, allowing Hart to get the hot tag to Duggan. But it doesn't last and Hart is quickly back in, dropped in the middle of the ring by Bravo and eats the flying elbow drop from Savage at 19 minutes to make a three-on-one in favour of the King's Court. A, a super sexy fucking flying elbow as yeah. well. That was a um, serious did one. Did you hear at this point, Jesse Ventura goes, nobody kicks out of that elbow and I mean nobody. Except Hulk Hogan. Did they did they wipe his memory? <laughs> did he get men in black or something? Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> you know, oh, I don't remember that time anyway. I wish I got men in black about SummerSlam '89. <laughs> blacked. So Duggan gets the crowd behind him, and he gets a good fucking reaction when he's standing against the three of them. In fairness to him, he does. Yeah. Uh, and he takes on all three opponents, clearing them out of the ring to a massive pop. He makes a decent effort trying to fight off the King's Court, but Savage distracts the ref, allowing Sherry to pull down the top rope, sending Duggan outside, where he's attacked by Earthquake. And counted out at 23 minutes 25 seconds. After the match, he attacks the King's Court with his 2 by 4 Classic. Ventura asks Monsoon if he thinks that's okay. And Monsoon says it is. Like, you're meant to be the face. Like, what, what the hell? That, mm. The ending of this match, or that part of the match, anyway, fucking Why won't heads. Duggan do the job? He's, n- he's never done the job. He's always either DQ'd or counted out. He's never, like, you're, you're mid-card at best. Do the f- Take the pinfall, you piece of shit. Pissed me off so much. Yeah, when he came back with the fucking like he saw them winning, like he was gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he comes, he comes, comes back in, fucking start clattering. I'm like, uh, I hate you're supposed so to be a fucking face. Yeah, you know. Even but why does he like? It annoys me more that he doesn't just do the job. Like, today even before it got to that part, you're three on one. It's okay this, to lose with three yeah, people. That this match though seriously pissed me off the way when it was three on one Bravo and Earthquake are beating the shit of him outside the ring and the ref is doing no no disqualification no, yeah, for double teaming no, no disqualification for or no count outs even though they're outside the ring yeah. for ages doesn't even start counting and I'm like why are they why is there no disqualifications why is there no count outs and then There's what you see later on what happens in the fucking Hogan match yeah. then it annoyed me so much more but we'll know, get to that I know I know I know I know but we're so angry. <laughs> there was there was some good points in this match. Oh, there's a there's like there was two good points. Oh yeah, and Bret Hart, then Randy Savage. Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some good and some bad. Yeah. But uh, I thought this match was actually okay. I even say this is probably the best performance by Dino Bravo. Yeah, I would agree with you. Do you know what I mean? Hard, yeah. I think he did he did well for Dino Bravo. Let's mm. say um, he's never I, done much. No, he hasn't. He's but we've always pointed out that he's been really shit. But this time around. I didn't think he was garbage. I just yeah. thought he was Maybe average. it was just in context against yeah. uh, Jim Duggan. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed he, uh, the earthquake. Yeah, I thought he was... Yeah, he was... Like, for a man his size, he's, he's pretty for, good. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not like the most outstanding wrestler, but he also is a, oh, pl- 400 pounds plus. Yeah. Like, he's 
you know I'm, go- I'm gonna be 100% honest with you here lads yeah. uh, two things right um, I found it very difficult to get engaged with this match unless okay. Bret Hart and Randy Savage were in the ring okay right. Um, and I found myself getting excited along with the crowd and losing interest when anyone else is in there right Um, but in saying that towards the end of it when it was three on one and I was like okay here we go I actually thought to myself you know what let's see how Jim Duggan does <laughs> I did the same no I thought the I was same like, you know what the fucking crowd love him like, yeah. maybe there's something that I'm just not fucking you know, picking so up on yeah, open myself you. up no that's what you should do as a, like, especially in a review you need yeah, to be unbiased. exactly exactly yeah, even though Duggan has given us every reason to be biased <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, I think this kind of informs why I'm so fucking pissed off today about him because it, did, it just did like it just fell flat on its face for me you know yeah. okay yeah. really annoyed me I enjoyed this did. match um, no, I, I don't mean no, the entire no, match no, overall. I, I mean, I mean the, the three on one and towards the yeah. ending and the countdown I, I, and everything. Like, I think when you've got a new person like Earthquake, who you should really be promoting, you've got the former world champion in Macho Man Randy Savage or Macho King, right? And then you've got another person in Dino Bravo. Whatever you want to say about him, you should you should get pinned. Like, yeah, yeah, too right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you should get what, pinned. What, what's he What's he doing at this stage? Like, if Bravo hits that sidewalk slam and then Earthquake hits this Earthquake splash, that's fine. It's absolutely fine to, like, job to that. Yeah. Oh, it just annoyed me that he didn't, and I, you know. But otherwise, I thought, this is better than the opener anyway, in my eyes. Oh, is it creamy little dirt can? <laughs> um, yeah, Dirty but, Yeah. Do you anything else to add there? No, no, just just like we were saying, there's some good points and some bad points to the match, but I think it elicited more of a response than the first match yes, either way. definitely. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. It's more memorable. Fair enough, fair enough. Very um, good point. At this point, in the Coliseum Home video, there is an interview with the Million Dollar Team. Uh, they only interview... Well, no. Teddy Biossi speaks and so does Mr. Fuji, but Mr. Fuji is incoherent. <laughs> so we'll just say... Di- so just say Teddy speaks. It's fine. It's not worth us searching it out. There's another problem after that as well, haven't they? There is. Yeah. We go to... Me and Gene, who's backstage, and he puts over Dusty's injuries. He's outside yeah, the doctor's yeah. room, and he explains Dusty has bruised ribs and a con- slight concussion. Ooh. And then after that, we get the Thanksgiving Day poem by the genius. So let's take a listen. With the milk of human kindness by the quart in every vein, I, the genius, full of glory and renown, epitomize the ambiance that means Survivor Series. So handsome in my mortarboard and gown. As I create an aura for these holiday festivities, Thanksgiving evening 1989, I give thanks to all the multitudes who envy me this moment for the beauty, youth, and wisdom I combine. Admittedly, I am the World Wrestling Federation, but time grows short and humbly I adjourn. You people should give thanks that I'm the world's smartest man. I can see you have an awful lot to learn. Ha ha ha, please. Did you like the poem, Dram? <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot here. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I like the genius. I, li- I liked his, I, I'm not, like, you might know this because you teach English. What do you call it's probably just called structure you know like when you structure your stanzas in the poem is it like a rhyming is it a, a meter, rhyming, a meter? rhyming is scheme is that what it's called yeah. a meter is it, it could, yeah. d- depending on what you're talking about okay the rhyming scheme or the meter they're both things in poetry oh are they yeah. right, well, is like, the meter is like the A B A B. 
like yeah. the, where the words rhyme with each other and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I liked and both. I liked both the structure on the. Meter. I hated the meter. Did you? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell when the rhyme was coming up. I felt maybe in the, okay in the first stanza it was poor, but after that I got into it and I was like, oh, I can hear it now. Yeah, I play. I liked it. Dear, I'll put it, it in. Didn't, like, didn't no. like it. No, didn't like it at all. No, okay. fucking hated it. <laughs> was it that bad? Was no, it really? No, it wasn't. Like, you know, I now to be honest, with you, like, I, it's hard to kind of yeah, yeah, actually, it has to be to judge it as a poem or as a wrestling promo. Uh, <laughs> both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a decent. It really, it was a good wrestling promo. I thought it was a deadly like, wrestling it, promo. It absolutely elicits heat. One hundred percent. Yeah, and it does. It does exactly what it's meant to do. Yeah. Like, and I think the poem itself is bad to do that. <laughs> like, you know, purposely. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair. No. Yeah, I guess right, you know. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 Old nice. school poetry review where we go back and review one poem at a time. <laughs> In chronological order, yeah. Oh my god. Crack open a few cans and review a few poems. <laughs> what do you think about the alliteration in this one, lads? We could call it poetry oh. slam. <laughs> Fine by me. Yeah. 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 We can just come up with stupid gimmicks like the NW Oatry. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't fuck off, Grant. Degeneration existential. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, could no. that one out as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Okay, then, after that lovely poem, we are on to match number three, which is the million dollar team who are the powers of pain, the warlord and the barbarian, Zeus. And their team captain, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. They get a jobber entrance. If I'm, Do they get a jobber entrance? They're in the ring already. Yeah, 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 they were, yeah. Poor job jobs. Um, and they were against the Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts was on the Mull account. Yep. Um, Demolition Axe and Smash is definitely on the Mull account. And the WWF World Heavyweight Champion, who is their team captain, Scott. evidently because it's called the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. They all get separate entrances, which is nice. Yep. Um, Demolition are also the World Tag Team Champions. Yeah. A lot of gold now. going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. Would you say the genius has a mullet? Oh, I wouldn't. He's got that kind of fringe going on yeah. and stuff. He has the type of hair to... some lad would have today. Yeah, okay. like a hipster you know. prick. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll get a bit of background. What is his affiliation with this whole thing, though? Was he? Was no, he... he wasn't in this match. Oh, it's the next one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. He's been perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Right, yeah. He just happened to do the poem because... Thanksgiving Day poem mm-hmm. so at SummerSlam just to touch on the title change uh, the Brain Busters were champions in our last WWF mm-hmm. episodes but on the October 2nd episode of Superstars Demolition defeated them for the titles to become champs for the second time um, we've discussed the background to Hogan and Zeus feud on our SummerSlam 89 episodes so go and listen to it uh, we've also discussed DiBiase trying to steal Damien at Wrestlemania 5 mm-hmm. and on the SummerSlam episode we went into more detail about DiBiase putting the I was going to say American Dream the million dollar dream and refusing to let it go on Jake which caused him to have a seizure and he was written off TV so this is his first match back on television so he's out for revenge which is a nice little story there Demolition and the Powers of Pain have been feuding on and off since last year's Survivor Series where the Powers were the Survivors for their team eliminating Demolition with the help of Mr. Fuji and at WrestleMania 5 Demolition defeated the Powers and Mr. Fuji in a handicap match and at the Survivor Series showdown DiBiase defeated Smash with help from Zeus and after the match, DiBiase put Smash in the Million Dollar Dream until Axe ran in for the save. Okay. Um, that makes a little bit more sense. Well, I was kind of confused <clears throat> about how they're promoting this upcoming match where Macho Man is with Zeus 
against Hogan. Yeah. And, and Macho Man isn't associated with neither Beefcake or Hogan yeah. or Zeus. And and what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what's the affiliation between DiBiase yeah. and Zeus if it's Macho Man and Zeus that are in the cage together yeah. as a tag team? It just seemed a bit random that they were in separate matches. I felt it, I felt it made an important, there's an important person in every match on this card. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you know that way? Whereas if they put Macho and Zeus versus Beefcake and Hogan in a main event, all the other well, how would they feel the other matches? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt every, at least every match has at least one relatively important yeah. person in it, like to the whole grand yeah. scheme of things. I suppose makes sense. So at the start, the Million Dollar Team won't let the Hulkamaniacs into the ring until Jake throws Damien in and the heels scarper. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. Really that. It was yeah, a yeah. nice start. Yeah, it was a good little thing. Uh, Zeus and Hogan have to be held back and Hogan spits at Zeus I saw that alright world champion face yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah. it sp- it all spits the at him like all the little Hulkamaniacs out there spit on your rivals <laughs> spit on your spit fucking on, enemies yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking pukesters like a, po- a proper spit in his yeah. face like big gully terrible behaviour like terrible role model behaviour so Jake and Zeus start but Zeus refuses to fight anyone but Hogan I liked that. Yeah. yeah uh, good, yeah. Hogan tags in and the crowd love it. Zeus no-sells almost all of Hogan's offense, good. apart from the rake to the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which Hawk could take a no yeah. from. <laughs> you know? He chokes Hogan on the mat and refuses to let go when the ref counts five. He shoves the ref to the floor twice, which results in Hoos being... Hoos? 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 It results in Zeus. Not Hoos. <laughs> Fucking dope, Graham. Uh, being disqualified and eliminated after just 3 minutes 21 seconds that's Zeus probably used in good capacity yeah. no he can't do he's not yeah. a wrestler he can't do a lot and no. it keeps him strong yeah. for the he's so view. mental he's so uncontrollable yeah he's mental so yeah he's nuts uh, I'm okay with that part yeah. okay yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, not okay, I'm not okay with and I'm okay with the next thing that happens to a certain extent right, let's, well, let's, let's wait till there. we get there then. well let me okay. just tell you okay, something so, yeah, I called yeah. the end of this match you called it. I called it when I first when I saw that happen. Yeah. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, when we get there, point yeah. out what you called. Well, right? Yeah. Dibiase goes after a worn down Hogan, but the Hulkster quickly tags in Jake, who beats up Dibiase in and out of the ring. Large pop on Jake getting his hands on Dibiase. All four Hulkamaniacs hammer Dibiase for a good while, which I thought was gas. <laughs> they just like they just tagged in and bam, 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 bam. They beat the shit out of him until he gets a desperation reversal and makes a tag. The Powers of Pain work over Axe, who attempts a comeback, but is tripped by Mr. Fuji, and then eats an elbow drop from the Warlord, and is eliminated just shy of 10 minutes to make it an even 3-on-3. Three three. I think this is the worst elimination of the whole pay-per-view. An really? elbow drop. Oh, the, just the standing one? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, he got tripped by Fuji, fell over and got an elbow drop, and then he was eliminated. I don't know if you think... There, was, think, there was another... Was there another bad one in the main event as well? I can understand if it's the same one I'm thinking of. We'll wait till we get we'll there. Wait till we'll there. So tags in and out on both sides with back and forth offense until the million dollar team managed to isolate Smash. He eventually fights back and hits DiBiase with a hot shot and goes for the pin. But DiBiase had blind tagged the Barbarian in who hits Smash with a diving clothesline and eliminates him at 1342. I thought that sequence was really nice. Yeah. The blind tag, the hot shot and all. And it looked legit like he hadn't seen it and he got taken you know, by surprise with that clothesline. Jake rushes in and repeatedly tries to DDT the Barbarian but is quickly cut off and beaten down by the Million Dollar Team. DiBiase pile drivers him but Jake gets his foot on the bottom rope just before three. The Barbarian tries his diving headbutt finisher but Jake moves at the last moment and slowly crawls to his corner and gets the hot tag to Hogan. The Hulkster attack all three opponents then tries to put Barbarian away. 
The powers of pain attempt to double team Hogan while the ref is distracted by Jake and DiBiase arguing at ringside, but Hogan hits the double clothesline of his own. The powers of pain quickly recuperate and hit Hogan with a spike pile driver, but the ref sees the illegal double team and disqualifies both powers of pain just shy of the 20 minute mark, leaving DiBiase on his own against Hogan and Jake. Discuss the hatred here, I can feel it seething. Well, like you said, the last match, the ref was looking at Bravo and Earthquake double-teaming and there's no disqualification. All of a sudden now, because it's Hogan, it's a disqualification. And Jesse is amazing he on commentary calls at calling this yeah. out. He's like he's getting like, special treatment. And, like. and he actually is. Like he is. The way it's booked, it is. like yeah. If anyone else gets fucked, like, ask even, Graham, but if I'd, it's Hogan. I'd, I'd, even, I'd even accept if whichever one of the... Pe- I think Barbarian was the legal one. Yeah, one of them was disqualified. It's an illegal, it is an illegal move. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But only one of you are the legal man. So you go, and if you continue to do that, then do the lad. But like, you know, that's how how an elimination match works. Like, if two people are outside the ring on the same team, only one of them is going to get counted out. And So the same thing should work for disqualification. And even in a way, the booking of this match almost makes Hogan look weak because it's like, the heels, every time they got an elimination, they actually pinned someone. Three of the four heels were eliminated. It's not like Hogan actually pinned anyone. No. Like it's, it's fucking ridiculous booking. But! Go on. Continue. Finish off your <laughs> call of the match. Okay, sorry. So yeah, they get DQ'd. And it's just DiBiase versus Hogan and Jake. DiBiase slaps the million dollar dream on Hogan, who withers to the floor. His hand drops twice. And I liked this. Jay comes in and breaks the hole before the hand drops the tour time. I, I was like, oh, here we go. Hulk yeah, up. Yeah. Hulk up. So Jake broke it before that, which I was happy with. DiBiase tries the million dollar dream again, but Hogan breaks it by ramming DiBiase into the turnbuckles. And he gets the hot tag to Jake, who beats the piss out of DiBiase. Hits the short arm clothesline, signals for the DDT. The crowd are going bananas, but Virgil runs down the aisle and jumps on the apron to distract Jake. Jake drags him in, hits a DDT. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, hits Virgil with the DV- DDT but then DiBiase immediately capitalises hits a fist drop and pins Jake with his feet on the ropes at 23.42 even it to DiBiase and Hogan well how about the uh, the pop when Jake did hit the DDT on Virgil yeah Jesus Christ yeah even when he hit that short arm clothesline yeah. everyone was like oh the DDT is coming yeah, yeah. yeah so DiBiase attacks a battered Hogan and slaps on a rear chin lock but the Hulkster battles to his feet but both men end up clotheslining each other. DiBiase hits Hogan with a back suplex, but Hogan no sells, three punches, big boo, leg drop, three count, 27 minutes, 32 seconds. Soul Survivor is one Hulk Hogan. Thoughts, lads, thoughts. I knew that as soon as he got, that Zeus was disqualified for strangling Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan was fucked at the start of the match. Right. That he, would, he, be, come back to the he would be the Soul Survivor and look super strong by the end of it. Yeah, that's I fucking it. knew, and, and I know that's yeah. not the most fucking enlightened prediction no. in the world, mm. but it still wrecked my head. It absolutely fucking oh, yeah. wrecked my head. That's completely valid. Like it's, mm. uh, I didn't think the match was terrible. I thought, like I said, I thought that axe elimination was bad. Yeah, every I know you said there was only one pinfall, but everybody was technically eliminated by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> there were yeah, like three either, disqualifications. Like, they were disqualified for doing something to him, or yeah. pinned by him in the case of DiBiase. Yeah. Nobody else. You know what I mean? Fuck him, man. <laughs> Fuck him. Do you know what I mean? What a prick. What an awful prick. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it just... 
I just didn't understand what they were trying to achieve by having three disqualifications in one match. And it made, like, it made very little sense. I understand sense. keeping Zeus strong. Yeah, no, that made sense. I don't understand the powers, the powers of pain. Of pain and the, power, the tag team champions are made to look like chumps. Yeah, and mm. the powers of pain like chumps. are pretty much finished their feud with Demolition yeah. now. It's not like they're going to go against The powers them of pain lost a handicap match and now they're beating them like with standard moves yeah, yeah. And they, they don't need to be protected by getting disqualified like, just let them get pinned like there's no yeah. they're pretty much finished their run at this stage like you can let them get pinned yeah it's easy i don't know the whole the whole way like i really liked the start yeah. with jake throwing in the snake yeah, to get yeah. rhythm and i liked a few things throughout the match but a lot of this match just frustrated me that's the nicest way of saying it. yeah um so i forgot something what you forget um to ask who your man of the match in the King's Court versus 4 by 4 Oh, shit, where? yeah. Well. <laughs> um, I will say two. Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yeah. I was, was going to say Bret Hart or, or, or Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah, Bret Hart was an absolute workhorse in that. He, like, you know, he carried basically all the retards around him. You know what I mean? I know Savage, yeah. is, Savage is not a retard, but you get yeah. what I'm, where I'm coming from. Ah, yeah. And I'm just going to yeah. give it to Savage to be different. Ah, yeah. yeah. And well, it was, it's going to be one of the two of them. Yeah, yeah if, we, if we include the promos before the, the match, I'm going to say Savage was better than Brett. So, therefore, I give it to Savage. Fair okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wait, hold on. When did Savage do a promo? Well, he was, oh, yeah, I'm thankful for being the only oh. man worthy of being the king of the federation <laughs> yeah fair enough like you're right like, that's I'm, I'm gonna just say yeah Grant you know what I mean like you're okay what about you Dave um, I'm going with Bret Hart yeah yeah that's Grant um, and this match man of the match probably a bit tougher to call is it 100% yeah. tougher to call um, I'm gonna say Jake I'm going to agree with you Jake was pretty fucking over. It's between Jake yeah. and DiBiase, I would say. Yeah, but, but I think Jake did a lot more personally, but you know. Yeah. DiBiase has some great fucking bumps though as well. Mm. Ah, he's a good lad all yeah. the same. Like, I'll go with DiBiase. Okay, yeah, so like, that's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. Could, don't be different. Oh, Mr. Derm, <laughs> just to be different. Oh, dare me difference over here. Dare me difference. Fuck off. Tell you what isn't different. Oh, lovely cans. I tell you what is different, or what is the same though. Whoa. Is it, Time for a little something, something. Yeah, well, I mean, there's five matches, but three is over it. But like, well, hold on. Hogan's going to celebrate now. So while he's celebrating for seven years, it's it's only time for one thing. You're right, Dave. Well, take a break. uh, You, you. It's halftime history. Halftime history. (laughs) Yes. It's. November 1989 so between the end of October and the end of this month uh, end of October was Halloween Havoc but the, the weekend of this or the Thursday whatever it was um, the US number one is one of those fucking songs nobody knows When I See You Smile by Bad English no fucking clue the Irish number one however was I don't know much oh what a tune Linda Ronstadt is it Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville yeah, Aaron Neville yeah. yeah it's a fucking, fucking tune banger. the only other music of uh, no um, was the album Boy, But Seriously by Phil Collins which features Another Day in Paradise Ooh, pretty good song The Box Office number one is one of my favourite films of all time it's Back to the Future Part 2 oh, oh shit what a fucking oh, film yeah. what a film <laughs> Cracker uh, other ones released at the time of Notes Steel Magnolias All Dogs Go to Heaven oh. Oh. Disney's The Little Mermaid as well. oh, the best Disney film Crackers like um, Television 
shows that debuted Biker Grove. Oh, dead. Do you remember that? I remember it very well. Set in Newcastle. Oh, and, and yes. Got their start. I oh, cannot yes. see PJ. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot <laughs> see. <laughs> and uh, Barber built the. Oh, yeah. Deadly. The yeah. What a month. Yes. Um, <laughs> a couple of shows ended. Uh, the original Doctor Who, which started in 1963. Wow. So that ended in. Didn't come back till what, 2003 when they brought yeah, it, it back? Yeah, a good boy that yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, And then after a 52 episode run since September of 89. 52 episodes in two months is a lot. Um, the Super Mario Brothers show starring Captain Lou Albano ended. Aww. And a, a major change in television. Emmerdale Farm became just Emmerdale. Ooh. So that's big business. Shit. And a very, a very, 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 very major thing happened in the world in general was the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, we're finally you know I mean? here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked yeah. about this before. Well, we talked about uh, the... Because I think this, uh, Looking for Freedom by Dave... David Hasselhoff had gotten number yeah. one somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think we'd. It ended one of our episodes. I can't remember which. It's Cracker. Well, so. we'll get back to Berlin well, and the Wall in WCW 2000. So that's good yeah, as well. Alex Roy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically what was happening. Oh, another thing happened. Um, so a f- this farmer in Milwaukee, right? He f- I think it was Milwaukee. He found uh, th- these large balloons. He found them in his field and there was a camera attached to them. And when he opened the camera he found a video and it apparently it looked like a snuff film so the fbi and all that were involved and then it turned out to just be um a camera that was used in filming a nine inch nails music video well for like eight years attached to a weather balloon or something like they had it to get this angle and then it it flew away how did they get the footage from it no they they didn't it flew away okay yeah 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 yeah, and in the in the video trent reznor was meant to be like a murdered corpse or something yeah and so that flew away and they just you know they couldn't find it and then this FBI were like looking at it for months and then it was like actually that's just like not a dead person at all it's a singer from he's a band yeah, yeah. Uh, he's actually making music for films now yeah. <laughs> God. is he yeah he's on fucking loads of soundtracks has he yeah yeah I would have thought that with the industrial weird stuff yeah don't really know no engineers myself but yeah so yeah Hogan celebrates for ages after that match I was even thinking to myself when I was watching it, like, I wonder if he's told to do that. Like, it's like, yeah, no, it's weird, just like, isn't it? give it to him, Hulk. Give him what yeah. they want. You know what I, I mean? We don't know. Hogan um, does pose. Yeah, Hogan does his pose and does all that shit. So Sean Mooney is backstage and he interviews Randy Savage to promote No Hold Bard, the mm. match, the movie. Grant, they, you know, Zeus just goes, ah, and Randy Savage puts it over. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Mean Gene, who's in the locker room, and he's interviewing Hogan and Beefcake. Uh, well, he's interviewing Hogan, and he, who just cuts off Beefcake the minute Beefcake yeah. starts to speak. Well, I don't know if Hogan's been taking like you know amateur smithing classes because he calls the cage tempered steel, and he calls the scissors yeah, tempered, tempered clippers. Tempered, tempered like, clippers, yeah. <laughs> just calling metal like or steel like weird. But anyway, anyway, uh, and like Beefcake is wearing. Wrestling gear, but not the wrestling gear he was wrestling yeah. in. <laughs> I didn't notice it's that. Kinda, it's kind of strange. Uh, but anyway, Sherry comes in and she's like, "What are you gonna do when it's no house bad?" Fucks a lot of salt in their eyes, and then they get Pearl Harbor choked. Boy, um, <laughs> yeah, Pearl Harbor, yeah. Boy, Zeus and the Macho Man who beat the shit out of them. Uh, before we say anything else, I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah. So then the majority of the locker room run in, including faces and heels, which yeah. is a bit weird, and try and drag them apart. What did you make of this angle? I, I thought it was alright. I enjoyed uh, Sensational Sherry coming in. Yeah, she's I thought, so over the top. I thought, yeah, like, you know, 
I thought if, if they had given her better lines, it could have been a really yeah, good think, thing. Like, I you think know, she's bad at delivering lines. I remember when she did a oh. commentary? She doesn't. She has bad. Um, is it meter? Is that what you call it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when she talks, she pauses at the wrong intervals. Yeah, like maybe that's the meter then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. Her delivery is the lines are what she says is good. How she delivers it is poor. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's my opinion of her cadence isn't great. Cadence, nice, crack nice. Yeah, Yes. That's it. That's it. Yes, it's less than sensational. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. She's not living up to her name. What did you like of this angle to promote the next pay per view? Uh, I really liked Macho Man the way he was kind of saying, "Well, it's great that Zeus is uncontrollable because there's no holes burned." Yeah, that was that the was cage. Cute, Yeah, I like that. And that's what they got over with his whole thing of choking, holding, like, tapping him cute. on the head with the. You know, he's been chosen by the the scepter. The scepter chosen. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was chosen by the scepter. Yeah, Zeus. makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. Makes a lot of sense. I noticed that the Z was wiped off the side of his head. Did you notice in his match, Gorilla Monsoon asked what the Z was there for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Gorilla, but fucking hell, mate! Come He's on. losing it. He is losing two it. Two and two together. Yeah. I know. I think he was trying to like make a joke. He's like, "What's there for in case he gets lost?" But like, oh, he did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he he, it was just a really bad attempt. Yeah, at a joke. I think I think this is Gorilla's worst. This whole show was Gorilla's worst. You think so? Show. There was he, one show that was really a, bad a few yeah, months ago. He said a, like he says a lot of bad things for like I think the bit where the bit where Duggan used a two by four and Ventura was like, "What? That's out of order!" Like using a weapon, you've lost a match, clear out, and he's like, "No, it's grand." Bat them like it's, no. Yeah, no. I think it's because it's it's. Well, yeah, it's him, but it's also he's trying to defend things that really are indefensible. But he's, he's bad trying at doing to defend it, the I mean. faces. He's bad at doing it. There I know is they are indefensible. Yeah, but like, I, I assume he's told no matter what the faces do, just fucking just say defend them. It's and then when the heels do the exact as well. same thing, like, yeah, like that. There's a there's a serious contradiction there. Like you know, there is, there is. So before the next match, Jesse and Gorilla are talking, and they hint at dissension in the Heenan family ranks. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Pushing and shoving. Mm. So next we get uh, Sean Mooney interviewing the Rude Brood, and we're going to listen to this now because I really liked this promo from everybody. Yeah, so if we can just listen to this now. We're anticipating the collision between the Rude Brood and Roddy's Rowdies. Now, Captain Ravishing Rick Rude, it is no secret you have had your problems with Rowdy Roddy Piper. The problems with Piper are all in the past. It's time to celebrate Turkey Day the ravishing way. And how can I go wrong? I have on my side... Fabulous in the Rougeau brothers. I have my simply ravishing self, and I have the man with the perfect record, Mr. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Captain Rick. And just like every other single night of my life, tonight in the Survivor Series, it will be no different. It will be a perfect night, and we will stand tall as the winners. And as for Jimmy, Superfly Snooka, everybody talks about what a savage you are, and everybody talks about how unpredictable you are. You better keep your eye on me, Jimmy, Superfly Snooka, because I have a way to eliminate you the perfect way. And as for the Bushwhackers, well... Bushwhackers, my fabulous Rougeau brothers are ready, baby! That's right. We've done our four hours a day of working out. We've been going to bed at 8 o'clock at night, and we've been taking all our vitamins, so we're ready. Yeah, 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 Bushwhackers, you must feel pretty stuffed by now, because at this time of night, all the turkeys are stuffed. Yay! This is certainly going to be one of the more Shut heated... Up, con- Mooney. The tights on my behind are telling the tale which team will perish 
and which will prevail. Yeah. On that note, let's go to Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, so yeah, I thought this was great crack. Like Rude is like his classic smarmy yeah, Rick yeah, Rude yeah. self. Perfect is perfect. And the Rougeaus are obnoxiously <laughs> so fucking just horrible yeah. but I love it like it's so funny but they, they it's as if they think they're good guys yeah. that's you what, know that's, what's that's so the good oh, but they, it's almost innocent like yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> oh I love it I fucking they're all it. American boys they that's are it, all yeah. and the tiny little the little flags, flags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no bro I think they're great they're over the top smiles did you just like this promo oh, yeah it was a great really, promo yeah, it was yeah. really good do you know what else I like Cans, lovely cans. All American cans. All American cans. Uh, the end of that promo as well, where Rick Rude goes, <sighs> the toy, the the pictures on my tights tell the tale. Who will who will perish and who will prevail? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. The entire opposing team is on his arse with like tombstones, <laughs> and his teammates smiling and all. Man, what his, a lad! His tights are they're amazing, sensational. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, after that promo, they get their own gimmick. Mean Gene. <laughs> Interviews Ro- Roddy's Rowdies. Uh, I fucking hated this, and I yeah, thought it was too, a load yeah. of shit. It was stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I like Ro- I, I like Roddy Piper, but sometimes I think he's crap. I'm gonna say it. He like, can talk when he's doing a one-on-one. Let's say it's a one-on-one with Hogan or another heel or another face, whatever way he's doing it. he's grand. But when he's doing it, he goes over. Ah, rah, rah, I'm like, I think it's, you're just yeah, he's now. so much better as a heel than when he tries to be a face. He's real corny, and especially when he's with Very these lads, yeah. he's with the Bushwhackers. He kind of plays to their stupid fucking. I did like the concept of it, and they kind of talked yeah, about he's it got in a lot commentary of as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like they say, okay, he's the brain behind this yeah, fucking thing. Like, yeah, and like the idea of him just recruiting a lot of like savages essentially yeah, to yeah, like yeah. to help him out in his thing. Yeah, is good. I think that's a good. That's I just a good notion. The, promo the execution was, shit, was re- like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Execution, I mean, promo, like it yeah. was really bad. It's I think chicken and all, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I think you're right, though, Darren. When he's a face, he is very cheesy yeah. and corny, and he's like, ah, like, and he ups the Scottish in even more. Whereas <laughs> when he's a heel, he's like, Hogan, you're disgusting, and I'm gonna beat you. Yeah, that's that. Whereas he's when he's a face, he's trying to be too hard. Yeah, maybe. I actually had a note there on the previous match, I forgot to say, and that is that was the last time we will ever see the powers of pain as the powers of pain. We will see Warlord, we will see Barbarian again, but it will not be mm. as the powers of pain. So match number four, and it is the Rude Brood, which is a deadly name. It sure is. Yeah, yeah. And Rowdy's Ruddies, which, which is, is also a deadly uh, name. Oh, yeah. Uh, they definitely fuck it up on commentary. God yeah, knows how. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And you can't blame them. No, no not at all. Not at all. proper tongue twister. But the Rude Brood are Mr. Perfect, the Fabulous Rougeaus, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau. And their team captain, ravishing Rick Rude, and they all get separate entrances, which and is nice. And on that team, we'd have Mr. Rick Perfect. Rude. Oh, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, and Raymond, Raymond. Rougeau. Yes, they yeah. are. Uh, would you say Mr. Perfect's a mullet, not mm. just long hair? Oh, we've counted him before. I know, but I think he's kind of grown. Has he grown out it a out? A bit more, I would say, this time maybe it's just long hair. Okay, what do you think, Dave? <sighs> yeah, we'll, we'll Drink it. it in, man. <laughs> Where could we just get a shot of Perfect? Yeah, long hair. Okay. That's long hair. Wait, wait, then. Mr. Perfect is out. So, Rick (laughs) Rude and Raymond Rougeau. Yes, of that team. And they are against Roddy's Rowdies, who are Jimmy Superfly Snooker. That's long hair. Long hair, yeah. yeah. Uh, The Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch, and Rowdy Roddy Piper, who's long. No, I'd say previously was long hair and now seems to be sporting a mullet. Oh, Oh, you think so? let's, Let's have a look. The tail of the tape. Okay, I, I need another goosey gander at me, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I, I took careful notes on this earlier. I, I think it's long enough on the front, if I'm, like, I don't know. 
Douglas Rockers there retard having merch. an old merch come on I'll give oh, that a I don't know. that's very 70s long hair very Farrah oh. Fawcett kind of yeah <laughs> I'm gonna say oh, I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say oh. no I'm gonna no. say no fuck you <laughs> don't be trying to square mullets past the mullet right, club okay that's, that's 13 okay right I, I, I still think that's a mullet that's against the 10 commandments of the mullets that's uh, like worshipping false gods <laughs> <laughs> thou shalt not thou shalt not worship non-mullets when it, and call uh, it a mullet when give it's it a not few a minutes once you get into the match uh, no, wait, no you can't wet it up to be a mullet <laughs> wait, wet my hair to be a mullet that doesn't count it has to be standard mullet and it's not I'm sorry, Dermot. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, don't get me wrong. I want all the mullets in the world. <laughs> Look at it. I love mullets. No, I love mullets, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to drag myself down and call a non-mullet a mullet just just for numbers. All right. Ah, now look at that. Now that's a mullet. Hollywood accounting over here, but with mullets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, this match. Did you notice Gorilla basically saying Genius was a homosexual when he was... Yeah, I wouldn't want to be walking in front of him. I yeah. wouldn't walk in front of him. And then Jesse goes, what do you mean by that? And he's like, he's like look you at him. know, look at him. <laughs> well, that's nice, isn't it, yeah. Gorilla? Yeah. yeah, sound. So anyway, background to this is Piper returned to the WWF and replaced Bobby Heen on primetime wrestling. We talked about that before, which led to a feud between the two. And at SummerSlam, Piper distracted Heenan's client, Rude which cost him the Intercontinental title against the Ultimate Warrior. The Rougeaus and Bushwhackers faced off at WrestleMania 5, which the Bushwhackers won, and this is a continuation of that feud. And I think Perfect and Snooker were just kind of added just because they're both stars. Let's they were be honest. targeting each other yeah, as well. They're, yeah, they were. They're both stars. And at the Survivor Series showdown, Perfect defeated Bushwhacker Butch. But after the match, the Bushwhackers hit Perfect with the Batman Ram double team. I'm probably going to say Roddy's Rowdy's 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 a lot in this, so I don't know how well or bad I'll pronounce it. Roddy's Rowdy's tag in and out and take turns biting Mr. Perfect in very par- various parts of his body. Uh, no disqualifications anywhere, despite it like, <laughs> repeatedly happening. Uh, Jacques tags in and does lots of stalling to piss off the crowd, but ends up getting hit with a barrage of moves from Snooker, including a vicious running headbutt and his patented cross chop. Snooker then heads up top, hits the superfly splash to eliminate Jacques at four minutes on the dot. What? Like I know we have things to say about Jimmy Snooker in his personal life, but what a fucking splash. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think... Like the last time we saw Jimmy Snooker, we were saying he looked a bit slow and he was kind of looking his age. And here he looked. Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, he was great. Oh, yeah, he was really yeah, good. He was a proper. Um, but can we talk about the way Jacques got into the ring there when yeah. he when he entered first? Just a little flip, and then he just smiles at the oh, crowd because yeah. he thinks he's a face. Yeah, it's like, what, yeah. it's like what you were saying. Dave. It's they think they're brilliant. The good ones. <laughs> it's so good. It's a, it's fantastic. So it's cheesy. Truly it's so fantastic. Great. So there's some typical punch kick stuff. And a miscommunication between Rude and Perfect leaves them both on the apron arguing, where Snooker takes advantage and hits them with a double noggin knocker. There's lots of quick tags from the Rowdies, sorry, <laughs> had to pause there, and they beat on Mr. Perfect. Raymond tags in and goes at it against Piper until Piper hits him with a pile driver and eliminates him at seven and a half minutes. Piper then takes a beating but eventually manages to slingshot Perfect into the torn buckles and makes a tag, and the Rowdies get into control, beating on Perfect. Butch bites Perfect on his arse, but while he plays up to the crowd, Perfect rolls him up from behind and eliminates him at 10 minutes 46 seconds. So that makes it 3 on 2 for the Rowdies, I believe. The Rowdies beat on Perfect some more, who finally tags in Rude, who hits Luke with the Rude Awakening and eliminates him at 12 minutes 14 to even it to 2 on 2. The remaining members of Rude's Brood work over Snooker, taunting Piper in the corner to use illegal moves behind the ref's back when he's distracted by Piper. Snooker almost powers out of a neck crank, but Rude quickly rakes Snooker's eyes and back to keep control. 
Snooker tries to fight back against Perfect. They collide heads and both go down. Snooker gets the hot tag to Piper who slowly comes in and stalks a retreating Rude. Piper unloads lefts and rights and even a spinning back fist which looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was re- that was a pretty cool spot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And he floors Perfect on the apron and then spills outside with Rude. They brawl up the aisle and are both met men are counted out at 18 minutes 35 rude and piper brawl all the way to the back while perfect beats up snooker in the ring including a near fall from a suplex in off the apron both men get more near falls from roll-ups and perfect gets another near fall when he rolls through snooker's diving cross body snooker ducks down to go for a back body drop but perfect grabs him hits the perfect plex in the middle of the ring and pins snooker to become the sole survivor at 21 minutes 27 seconds after the match, Mr. Perfect and the Genius are celebrating, but Snooker gives them the double noggin knocker. He goes to hit the splash on Genius, but Perfect drags Genius to safety, and Jesse calls Snooker a snore loser, and Gorilla agrees he's a sore loser, and it's a good thing. Yeah. So I this, don't is, know. this is when Gorilla finally can't find any reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, he is a sore loser, but yeah. he deserves it. Yeah. Why? I liked this match. Yeah, it was uh, good. There was lots of good fun stuff. The ending sequence, like the last bit of the match yeah. when it was Mr. Perfect and Snooker. Yeah, yeah they, they tore the house down. It was down. phenomenal. Yeah, it was really good. I will say, I'm going to put Piper in the same tab as Duggan in the sense of, do the job, mate. Yeah. Why can't yeah, you be pinned? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he's a bigger star, so I can understand it sometimes, but we have never seen Rowdy. He's, he's lost matches, but he's ne- never been pinned. WrestleMania, Orndorff took the pin. Then all the other matches we've seen him, he's lost by DQ. Like, get pinned, please. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a bit like you can put like you can make a star out of Mr. I know Mr. Perfect did become a star, but I mean you know at the time they didn't know he'd yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like so that annoys me. But overall, I thought you know people the Bushwhackers aren't the most technically gifted, but nah. people like Rude and Piper and Snooker and Perfect Definitely, they yeah. and the Rajos are actually technically gifted actually as well, and yeah. they're fun to watch. They are yeah. fun lads to watch. Uh, I, I thought that was great. Uh, the only thing that really pissed me off about this match, and let yeah. me tell you, like this is a fucking. This is a stinker about it, and I don't know if you guys noticed. Yeah. Um, but the Rujo's entrance music only went on for about like fifteen seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. yeah. yeah I bad, wanted to it? sing along. For that a bit ruined more, like, my experience. Mm. For it. Uh, Jacques did sing along. He did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I am not gonna lie. I went on YouTube and listened to the full version afterwards. <laughs> like, um, I was I was watching that at home, and my girlfriend was on the couch or whatever when I was watching it, and like. The fact that she can now recognise that music. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me weird or her weird. Like, probably from the time we sang it. Like, both weird, <laughs> like, Say your, your relationship's in a good place. Oh, That's yeah, all that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She likes the real show's music. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? No, you're actually... Marry her, Graham. Okay, I will. Uh, uh, <laughs> boys. Yeah, I liked this match. thought it was good crack. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything to add, lads? No, I've not that. Don't know what's the. No, no, it's good. Hmm. So after that match, uh, Sean Mooney's backstage and he interviews the Rude Brood, and he asks about Bobby Heenan, mm-hmm. and Rude is like, hey, "Shut your mouth, <laughs> shut your mouth, Mooney." <laughs> uh, and then Perfect tries to get a few words in, and Mooney cuts him off. And just oh, like, but, but Perfect keeps going, which even is smart. He's cut off. Yeah, Because yeah, like if he went, oh, he'd look like a dumb cunt. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you just keep shouting, oh fuck it, 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 it's good. Yeah, so. Right, hold on. So I'll take a breather for a sec. Uh, I'm going to insert some audio here. You can listen to it, and then we will discuss it afterwards. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are just moments away from the members of the Bobby Heenan family facing these four men, the ultimate warriors, including powerhouse Jim the Anvil Nighthawk. <laughs> Heenan family, Haku, Brain Busters, <laughs> Andre the Giant, I hope we don't ruin your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I hope we don't eat too much. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be a whole lot of rocking and rolling, a whole lot of strutting and strolling and taking care of business, because we are fired up and we are ready. Tell us, the Ultimate Warriors are gonna rock this town, Heater family, get ready, because we're gonna take you downtown, Survivor Series style, and get ready, because the Ultimate Warriors are coming with both guns loaded, isn't that right? Each one of these men are taking steps and parts unknown, each one has an organ donor card, and if he shall fall, he leaves all that he has with the others that stand before him. You, the Heenan family, have not united. I have bonded these men in the darkness and the deepness with the pain, and they shall deliver. I bring you the power of the ultimate warrior. So that was me and Jane Oakland interviewing the Ultimate Warriors team. Um... <laughs> Jeremy, would you like to go first? Yeah. See, what I've done is, right, I've taken the liberty. The liberty, yes. Transcribing what oh. the Ultimate Warrior mm. said right. so we can analyse it further, yes, right? Yes, please go ahead. So, yeah. each one of these men have taken steps into parts unknown. Grant, that's cool. where yep, he's yep. from, isn't it? Yeah. Like, each one has an organ donor yep. card. They yeah, do, I yeah. Heard that, I heard that much anyway. And if he shall fall, he leaves all that he has with the others that stand before him. So he's going to leave his kidneys and yeah. so he's, liver. He's, he's, he's leaving his body on the, on the on the war field. Yeah. However, you, Lane and family, are not united. All right. I have bounded these men in the darkness and the deepness. The deepness. The deepness. <laughs> With the pain, and they sh- With the shall pain. deliver. I bring you the power of the ultimate warriors. I mean, really? I don't even know if that was plural at the end of it. I don't even know if he was saying yeah, the same name. I didn't even give a shit about the team. <laughs> yeah. It's all about him. Just the power of yeah. the ultimate warrior. Bring you the power. Yeah, and when, when he said that, he caught uh, Jim Anvil in one bicep <laughs> and Shawn Michaels in the other bicep and squeezed their heads. <laughs> but yeah, I think this could probably be worthy of an entire episode of Poetry Slam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. Like, uh, that, that was actually beautiful. When it's not screamed and shouted, it's actually it's it's quite poetic. Like, it is. It truly is. Um, so the rest of the team, Jim Anvil is trying to give a bit of a promo. You know, he's mental. He's trying to give a bit of a fucking. He is mental. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even when he's not with Warrior, he's a mental case. But Warrior is like grabbing his sunglasses. Yeah, talking on him a lot. He's like a little six-year-old. Like, mommy. Mommy, where? It's like that scene from uh, Family Guy. Mum, mum, mummy. It's like <laughs> mama. Will you, will you let Jim do his promo? You're gonna, you're gonna let Jim do his promo. He's like pacing up and down, and any time anybody's trying to say something, he's just like grabbing them and going. Rrr, 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 rrr. In the um, Coliseum home video version, which I said to you before, we're all slightly the same. They said kind of roughly the same thing, but a bit different. Uh, when Shawn Michaels is doing his piece. Warrior like grabs his hair and is like shaking his entire head. But then when Warrior's doing his piece, Michael's grab like and you can see it's definitely in retaliation. He's like yeah. he grabs Warrior's hair and he's like, Do you fucking like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Deadly. 
it was good. Yeah. yeah, like and he had his back to the camera, like you know, facing me and Gene yeah. the way Warrior was doing it. Yeah. And like he just grabs Warrior at the back of Warrior's head and like you fucking little prick. You can just see what Michael's face going uh. wanker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mental. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Oh, said something I, too. I, yeah. <laughs> what? Marty Tinetti. Oh yeah, Mar- well Marty Tinetti does a promo, but he's. Marty yeah, like, I, mean, I don't remember what he said. Even at the remember. end, he goes, there's going to be some rocking and rolling, strutting and strolling, and uh, watch out here. I don't know yeah. what he said after that, because it's fucking, no wonder he became the Marty Jannetty. <laughs> no wonder he is Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Party Jannetty, that's Wants to have sex with his own daughter. No, he doesn't. He does. He does. That his Facebook was hacked, <laughs> and he only realised two months later when people were abusing him. Oh my god, my Facebook was hacked. I only wanted to have sex with my daughter, who isn't actually my daughter, so I'm going to have sex with her. No, look, just due to a recent post, my Facebook has actually been hacked. I am not actually a member of Scientology. I still do want to have sex with my not-real daughter. (laughs) To be fair to Party Gennetti, he's he's on a lot of drugs, and he's also... What do you mean, to be fair? That's that's not fair at all. Okay, he's also one of the people in that concussion case claiming that he's completely fucked up and he has memory loss. Well, maybe he does, but that doesn't mean you have sex with... with, Like, if you think a woman's your daughter until the point she's 20-odd and then she's not your daughter, you don't have sex with her. Yeah. Don't want to have sex with her. Don't admit publicly. <laughs> even if you have those feelings, bury them. Bury them deep down, deep and down. don't don't even fucking like have a wank. <laughs> if you really need to have a wank, don't post on social media. Hey guys, do you think I should fuck my daughter, who's not actually my daughter? Well, like, I don't know. This is not, like, maybe not. it's the way I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think it's an Irish thing, right? Is it maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it is. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Things are different in America. Yeah, it's culturally different. Just fuck your daughter if she's not your daughter, or something. I don't know. <laughs> fuck your daughter if she's not your daughter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> main event time. Anyway, oh cans, can all oh, cans, cannon all over my cans, laptop. Cans. You can all over Marty Janetti's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's main event time, lads. And main it is event. the Heenan family. Haku, Aaron Anderson, Bobby the Brain Heenan, R.I.P., and their team captain, Andre the Giant. <laughs> and they get a jobber entrance for whatever reason. Yeah. And they are against the Ultimate Warriors, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart, the Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, and their team captain, the WF Intercontinental Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, who all get separate entrances kind of if you exclude warrior but i'll explain that in a moment so the background to this one you will have noticed in the intro package and throughout the show they were still promoting tully blanchard for this match yes yes so um tully blanchard was originally meant to be in this match but failed a drug test that's right the wf did drug tests in 1989 not for steroids not definitely not for steroids uh failed a drug test for cocaine on the day of the pay-per-view and was essentially now the brain busters were leaving yeah. And going back to WCW, their contract was up. They decided to not renew. They wanted to go back. But um, yeah, their contract was up. and But he failed that drug test for cocaine on the day. They fired him anyway and was replaced last minute by Bobby Heenan, who being an absolute pro, always travels with gear with him. Because he's Bobby the... So like the whole... Descent, um, the whole sad again. <laughs> the whole dissension in the ranks thing was like pure on-the-fly booking mm. that they came up with on the day. And I thought it was done really well. No way they, they you know they hinted at it and then like they were asking Rude and he was like here keep, and Bobby yeah, didn't Bobby off, didn't like, come out with Rude in yeah, his match yeah. and they you know they did it really really and well. Like, totally, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's fucking deadly. 
But I think I, I think, think it's the actually match the, was actually for the yeah, better for having the better, yeah. the entertainment oh, factor. Definitely. The, the, fact that, the fact that how it finishes as well yeah. Yeah. makes a lot more sense. So the Ultimate Warrior, as we've seen, had been feuding with Heenan and the Heenan family since the start of the year at the Royal Rumble when Rick Rude attacked him in the super pose down. <laughs> uh, and we saw at our WrestleMania 5 episode where Warrior lost the Intercontinental Belt to Rude due to Heenan interfering. And then he got a TV win over Haku, who's a member of the Heenan family, and he won his Intercontinental title back from Rude at SummerSlam. So it wasn't really a feud with Rude, it was a feud more with Heenan, but Rude yeah. just happened to be the kind of person there. Represented. Um, since then, he'd been having matches with Andre the Giant on the house show circuit, squashing him in seconds as a way to show the audience that the Warrior was the best, next big thing. Yeah. Ulta, um, Ultimate Warrior is the only person to have ever pinned Andre in Madison Square Garden in 21 seconds. Well... Hmm? So he was probably squashing him to show that he was the next best big thing, but also because Andre, Andre, Andre couldn't handle it. Yeah. more. But we have we have the um, the gift of hindsight. Yeah, of course, people of course. still thought Andre was he's a monster. He's you yeah. know the only people he's lost is Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The only people. <laughs> as far well, you know, he had that long streak. Hogan pinned him, whatever. Yeah. Warriors beating him in twenty one seconds in Madison Square Garden, and that that That's match was televised biz. because they. You know the way regional TV in the States, there was a channel actually called MSG TV, which yeah. showed wrestling yeah, in Madison yeah. and 21 seconds, beating Andre the Giant in 21 seconds is a big thing in the yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So they are really putting you know their eggs in that basket. The Brain Busters and the Rockers had been feuding earlier in the year. The Brain Busters eliminated the Rockers from the Rumble, and on the January 30th episode of Primetime Wrestling, the Brain Busters narrowly defeated the Rockers by cheating, and their rematch on the March edition of Saturday Night's Main Event ended in a double countout. So the Brain Busters went on for the, that title feud with Demolition, and that's why they dropped the belts, because they're leaving. But now that they've lost the belts, they kind of reignited a mini feud with the Rockers before they go. And the Brain Busters also defeat the Hart Foundation at SummerSlam, so that's why Anvil's mm. been thrown in there. And then on the Survivor Series Showdown show, uh, Warrior defeated Tully Blanchard by disqualification when Anderson interfered, and then all the faces made the save when the heels tried to beat up the Warrior. So that turned out to be Blanchard's last WWF match ever. So, you know, well. you know boy... Proxy, be- or not proxy, but like because he fucking did a few lines. Yeah, yeah. by virtue of his drug habit. Ver- yeah, yeah, there you go. That, that kind of fucked him over for the old NWA. Oh yeah, they didn't. Well. They didn't resign him. They only signed Anderson when the Brainbusters left. Oh Jesus! They were both gonna go back. And then they it essentially, were like, oh, that's his career a bit over. Of coke, are you? We'll talk. We'll talk Fuck about you. that after the old the old match. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, before Warrior makes his entrance, Anvil attacks Heenan in the corner, and the Rockers dropkick Anderson and Haku out of the ring. But they get a double knocker knocker off Andre. Andre is then choking Anvil, but Warrior sprints out with no music, clotheslines Andre over the top, and he's counted out after just twenty seven seconds. Good way to like you know oh, yeah, because Andre is essentially a cripple. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good way to like show Warrior's deadly and also Andre to just get out of there yeah. and choke. Yeah, go, get yeah. backstage, fucking lay down. To be yeah. fair, lay down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Considering he's just Andre, like a bump over the top rope. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Considering he can do very little yeah. at that stage, he he took. The old bump over the top rope quite if nicely. If we hark back to our last episode, uh, Halloween Havoc, Dan Spivey couldn't get over the top rope. <laughs> yeah. Who? Meet that So, like, you know. <laughs> uh, if in 1989 Andre the Giant can do a bump you can't, you need to fuck off. Yeah, sort of like Consider your fucking day job. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Go do something else, you prick. Maybe be a salesman or a fucking... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just a big cult leader. Cult, yeah, cult leader, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Andre's been counted out. It's 4-3 to the Ultimate Warriors. Already. Already. 27 seconds in. Anvil goes to work on Anderson, including a lovely shoulder thrust in the corner, but soon overwhelmed. 
The Heenan family put the boots in and Anvil tries to fight back when he flattens Anderson with a forearm. But while distracted by Anderson rolling outside, Haku hits a thrust kick, essentially a super kick, to the back of the Anvil's head and eliminates him at three and a half minutes. Did you notice they tried this spot twice? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Like, Anderson was on the apron. Anvil ducked a clothesline from Haku. Forearmed Anderson off the apron. Anderson bumped. And Anvil waited for the super kick. And Haku must have forgotten. And he just kind of axe-handled him and kept beating him. So they did it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was very subtle, like, but they yeah, did it yeah. again. And then they did this elimination. Um, so the Rockers use very frequent tags and work over yeah. Haku's arm. Seriously like, frequent yeah, tags. Yeah. Within three seconds. Yeah, of each within other, three like, seconds. Let's probably just get that spin five on that second. arm. Yeah. Haku catches Janetti's crossbody attempt, but Michaels follows up with a drop kick, but it only leads to a two count. Anderson and Haku try to double suplex Janetti, but Michaels saves him and they deliver a pair of stereo super Daddy. kicks. Fuck you, Young Bucks. Yeah, right. fuck you, Young Bucks is <laughs> right. Fuck the Young Bucks. Rockers doing it in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, there's tags in and out on both sides, except for Heenan, of course, and a loud weasel chant starts. That was great. Heenan finally tags in, but immediately tags out once Janetti starts fighting back. Haku delivers a thrust kick to Janetti, who kicks out at two. You can actually hear someone calling kick out at him. I don't know who it was. Um, and then Heenan tags in, delivers a knee drop, and eliminates Janetti. Just show you the nine minute mark and tags back out again to, like pure heat. Heat magnet. Yeah. He, he does this throughout the entire match. Oh, he's a he's unreal. He is. What he's a brilliant. prick. In, in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Warrior slaps a bear hug on Anderson who rakes the eyes to escape. He tags Haku who sprints right into another bear hug before being slammed. The Heenan family fight back by beating on Michaels for a while but he gets a tag to Warrior who unloads on Anderson and then rocket launches Michaels on top of Anderson for a near fall. Thought that looks cool. Haku tags in and tries a crossbody, but Michaels ducks and hits hits a crossbody of his own with a little help from Warrior. Yeah, pushing him off the. The first time he did the rocket launcher thing, I thought it looked cool. The second time we kind of pushed him, I thought it. it Yeah, but that probably wasn't meant to happen. Warrior was just kind of going into business. He was going mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was actually Uh, one point where he went around to the other corner. Yeah, yeah, and he growled at them or something. (laughs) He was like. <laughs> like they were probably like here, fuck off. Yeah, go back to your fucking yeah. corner, pal. So anyway, Michaels hits that crossbody and pins Haku just shy of the 13 minute point. Anderson throws, so it's two on two now. Anderson throws Michaels outside and he's Heenan teases, diving off the top to the outside, but bottles it and comes back down. And everyone is like, fuck you. <laughs> Even me, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Anderson and Michaels go at it with some fast paced offense till they collide heads and both go down. They battle back to their feet where Anderson hits his patented spine buster, which is a thing of beauty. And puts <sighs> this, I messaged you guys saying yeah. I think I fancy Aaron Anderson. It? it was just after I saw that spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he pins and eliminates Shawn Michaels at 15 minutes 47 seconds. Warrior storms in with a trifecta of shoulder blocks on Anderson, but Anderson sidesteps him. And Warrior is spilt outside where Heenan again teases a dive but bottles it again. Anderson and to a lesser extent Heenan work over Warrior on the mat and in the corner. This time it's Warrior who sidesteps Anderson who then collides with Heenan on the apron. Warrior hits Anderson with a big gorilla press drop followed by the ultimate splash to the back and eliminates him at 18 minutes 19. Heenan doesn't realise Anderson has been eliminated and shouts for him to come back to the ring. Heenan finally realises he's been left alone with Warrior and bumps around like a madman all over the ring and outside of the ring. Upside down, left, right and centre. The Brain tries to run away, but Warrior brings him back to the ring, hits the shoulder tackle, and ultimate splash to win the match and become the sole survivor. 20 minutes, 28 seconds. Good crack. We're not finished yet. 
There's a little bit. <laughs> he runs up the fucking aisle after oh, Bobby won't let him get away. Rinse up the Bobby Heenan, who was you know the powders. He's you know he's in bits. Exit. He's a top one. Ultimate Warrior celebrates for a couple of seconds, sprints up the oil, and literally runs through Bobby. He clotheslines him on the way. <laughs> yeah. Look, he doesn't even stop. No, nah. he clotheslines him and keeps running. And Heenan is like selling it on the floor. Fan fucking task. So good. Yeah, it was so like, good. I know. In later years, Heenan obviously came out and said he fucking hated working with Warrior because he was so stiff with him and mm. he was fucking. Uh, fucking Egypt and the warrior said a lot of bad things about Heenan but they had fucking great chemistry chemistry, the the crowd fucking ate it up and it was just so entertaining like yeah I had a great time in this match same here even people like I know this is bad like but Anvil never became the star that Brett did I suppose he's the the Genetti of the Heart Foundation though I I do have him a peg above Genetti definitely you know in the ranks but I was about to say not the same not the same in a way when tag teams there's always one who goes on to yeah of course course. Edge and Christian yeah Edge and Christian for example even though Christian's deadly oh he's deadly yeah yeah, but he didn't get didn't get to the edge level yeah but even those lads were just fucking stars like do you know what I mean everybody in this match was fucking deadly yeah, no, I completely really agree. Fun. Completely really agree. Heenan, who is not a wrestler, come on, he's not a wrestler. And he does, he does amazing he, for not a wrestler. And, and, and Monsoon keeps just going. Ah, it may as well be four on three because he's. And then the minute uh, Heenan is left on his own, he's like, "Yeah, it's one on one now." It's like, "Yeah, nice one, Monsoon." You fucking <laughs> yeah. But, um, great stuff. Oh, yeah. Even stuff, Andre yeah. fucking putting it all out there. The yeah, he's taking that like, fucking bump. Yeah, Jesus Christ, deadly um, stuff. Yeah, very much so. Like Michaels. Being left in for so long Same, after yeah, Janetti was it almost gone, kind of feels like they're like they've already realised well, that Janetti is, is the Janetti. Who's who? Like, yeah, 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 fucking right, they have. And it was actually this was this the first spoken word promo we've seen from Shawn Michaels. It's the first one uh, I can remember. Yeah, like the other one, they might have promoed before, but it's been like you know generic. It was it was shit, it was like, nice to actually like you know hear, hear a young Shawn Michaels yeah, voice yeah, kind yeah. of come across. Like you yeah, know, it was good. It was good. Um, it wasn't a great promo, but no, no, not, could no, see no, 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 no. But it works for 1989. Yeah. Like, I've forgotten the last match. I keep I'm absolutely forgetful. Frederick tonight, man, man of the match in the last match, and then man of the match in oh, this yes, match, yes, yes, and yes, yes. maybe some mullets in this match. Oh, that's yeah, mullets in this match. Yeah, yeah some mullets. Right. So we'll start with the Heenan family. So no one on the Heenan family. Haku, uh, Haku, Haku, definitely. Uh, hold on. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think, okay, Haku, yeah, yeah, yeah. Haku. The Rockers. Uh, and both Rockers, I think that's where it ends, I think Warriors kind of, Warriors promo at the start is not the same haircut he has in the ring, I feel. Do you know the promo we did it where he's yeah, thankful? Yeah. He had a mullet then, but he doesn't have a mullet in the ring. Oh, he, no, he, 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 that's yeah, a mullet, that's yeah, a mullet, yeah, that's a mullet. Yeah, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We'll cap it there at 17. 17. Nice, not bad, nice number, not a bad nice fucking hole. Um, well, I'm going <laughs> to say, my man of the match for the last match was Mr. Perfect. Because he worked his bollocks off. Yeah, yeah same. That yeah. perfect place at the, at the end was. <laughs> and this time I can't even. You can't disagree. even pick it. Yeah, it's uh, right. Uh, this one is a toughie. Because there's l- Heenan. Heenan. Yeah, Heenan yeah. was my. And it's not, it's not just because he's recently deceased. That that that's shallow. Yeah. Um, he he added a level to this. <clears throat> he added a level, level to this match. That right, was. He's, he's obviously a limited in-ring performer. He doesn't have the body of a wrestler, but he knows how to absolutely. Maximize suck, suck every second. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pure, he just absorbs yeah, it. Like, it's like, oh, do you have hatred? <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me it, you know, yeah. he sucks and it. it's fucking fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Oh man, brilliant, it's, yeah, it's, brilliant stuff, um, brilliant stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, would you agree on Heenan being man of the match in this one? Yeah, but yeah. I would like to give like second commendation yeah. place a yeah. commendation to Shawn Michaels. I was yeah, going to say yeah, Shawn Michaels yeah, yeah. would be the the, the close. He did pretty. Well. He did good again, stuff. like you said. Yeah, first time that we've seen him really shining on his own. Mm, yeah, you know, outside of the the tag team, yeah. like you know, it's an interesting event in that sense. Like you know, yeah, it is. It's good. It's good fun. Um, couple of notes on the end of this. We will see him again, and we'll possibly see him bump again but this is the last official in-ring match of Bobby the Brain Heenan we've only seen him about three or four times uh, good send off let's say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like obviously he's going to commentate and be a manager all over the shop yeah. in both when does, what year does he start commentating um, the end of 90 the beginning of 91 cool, cool, cool. right up until 2000 and well he, was a, he yeah. became a WCW announcer like you know what I mean yeah, as well yeah. after he left WF so like we'll and then he's back for Wrestlemania 17 yeah that, I, think, I believe that's his last pay yeah. excluding whatever one he went into the Hall of Fame but he didn't do anything but we, so we'll we have years him. to come up yeah we're uh, fine good old we're Bobby. fine um, this is the final WWF pay-per-view and overall WWF match for Aaron Anderson we said yeah. the Rainbusters were heading back WCW's way it's what they wanted to do yeah. fair enough we'll still see lots of Anderson up until I believe 98 is when he we'll still retired. see him after that even though he's, yeah. he's still around he's right? still around yeah, yeah. in a manager capacity or whatever the case is we'll see him he'd actually be back wrestling in WCW less than two weeks after this like ten days later nice. so Tully won't no. be hired <laughs> by WCW because of the drug tests they didn't want that associated with them He'll wrestle on one of the pay-per-views we'll be watching one more time, which is Slamboree 94, but that's it. So, let's talk about the... We've seen them in WCW where they didn't actually have the name, and we've seen them in here as the Brain Busters. What did you, what did you make as the Brain Busters as a team, since okay, what we've I, seen? I, I've always... Like, I knew who the Brain Busters were beforehand, obviously. Like, yeah. I've always had a... I've always thought they were fucking yeah. dead. Yeah. You know, I've always thought... Like, no, I, 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 yeah. Obviously, similar to Bobby Heenan, I didn't know them nearly as well as I do now. Hmm. But I always like from what I had known of them back then. I always thought they were deadly. But now it's just like, like most of the style of wrestling that I'm really into is what they did. Is what they did, right? And it's like you know almost the originators of it. Like you yeah. know, and they kind of yeah, <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. Love them. I love them. I, I liked I liked the uh, Brain Busters as well. Like like I mean maybe it's just because he's on TV more and they, everyone kind of loves him more. But like Aaron Anderson is really. You know he had a great career after that. Great like, career. Like, you know, but as the Brain Busters, I thought they were a solid. Technical wrestling tag team, and we have like in the really like the, you, you can know see, the revival today. Like I, I was just about to yeah, say the exact. You can see a lot of the revival. Part of the revival's gimmick has been yeah, that yeah. Midnight Express. Yeah, yeah. Brainbusters kind of you know hard hitting, beat the fucking, shit out yeah. of you, stretch you out kind of fucking thing. And I re- I like that. It's, Same here. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you said it all. Yeah, there's no point. I mean, like yeah. fair enough. If Ric Flair is the greatest world champion of all time. He had a fucking great fucking tag team with him in the Four Horsemen. They were yeah, yeah, very fucking Anderson, right, man. Anderson is arguably the greatest person to never win a world title of all time. He never won a world title? No, but the only person who you could argue against, I think, is Piper. They're the only two people who'd be... Yeah, yeah but would Piper be one of the greatest, though? Like, I know he was big. But like, Superstar was, yeah. Superstar, Popularity oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. In-ring performer, Anderson would... Take that like, by a fucking yeah. country mile. Yes, yeah. big left. Big, big left. <laughs> big fan of Scott Hall, who never won a world oh, title. Yeah, yeah. Scott, Scott Hall's great. Scott that's Hall's great. A tr- that's a true one. Did he never win? Maybe the AWA won one of them crap ones. <laughs> no, I don't think he ever won. He won the Intercontinental. Yeah. He was tag team champion, but he was never a world champion mm. anywhere, as far as I know. He's a good one as well. That's a great call. Do you know what else is a great call? A lovely can. Correct. 
I'm still struggling to believe that we got an hour and 40 out of this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And well, hour and 40 by the tracking of the recording at the moment. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll clip lots of shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah no, like so we probably won't end up being an hour and 40 yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of it. Like. Um, so, anyway. man, men, men of Mech. Men, men of Mech. Men of Mech. <laughs> we already said them. Oh, this one I said Heenan, yeah? yeah oh, we did. Yeah, did. So, we're world to spot of the night. Oh, can I go first? Yeah, 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 match yeah. is main event. Yeah. I feel I, I feel we're fun. all gonna be in line here. It was fun. Uh, there was nobody you know I thought didn't put their arse into it. I thought everybody worked in it. You could maybe say Warrior was it? No, I thought Warrior actually put it. Like, no, you know, he worked, he worked he hard. Worked, yeah. uh, everyone worked hard. Even Andre for twenty seven seconds of <laughs> yeah. work. Even when he was going out, he was he did his one. He thing walked that as he, confused. Yeah. yeah, it was. He, say, he sounded so terrible at the end of it. He did. Did you hear him? Did, like, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, English is a second language now. Uh, yeah, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's been working in the States for like uh, how long? <laughs> yeah, also, like, he was driven to school by that Irish poet. Was it Seamus Heaney or yeah. WB Yeats? One of them. Uh, one of them. Well, I think it was WB Yeats. I don't know when they were <laughs> dead. <laughs> like, WB Yeats drove Andre the Giant to school. <laughs> Well, Seamus Heaney did. But well, Seamus Heaney's a bit more believable than WB Yeats. Why is one poet more believable than the other? This fucking poetry slam. He was dead. I didn't know when he was. I didn't know his like lifespan. When it was the eighteen. He was in love with Mod Gone. Mod Gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know these things, lads. All right. Listen. I'm, look. I know about wrestling. Know you about know about the poetry. <laughs> right? well, you yeah, can't be on poetry. Yeah. So when we do po- just me and Dermot well, doing poetry do, slam no. here. Well, you hate poetry. <laughs> oh shit. Dave hates wrestling, but you hate poetry. No, you, you hate, hate wrestling. He, can't. he hates cans. <laughs> oh. Don't you toy a tour this away from you. Fucking hate wrestling, you do. You're that fucking odd swan. <laughs> me, the one I hate po- I, don't, I don't mean to hate poetry. Yeah, I just hate that, it. Was, that was a poetry reference. Oh, was it? Well, I didn't so get it because I hate poetry. Lake. Oh, oh I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wandered lonely as a cloud yeah, on fucking daffodils <laughs> and <laughs> suicide or something. Oh, no, do the- is that not what that's about? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think it is. Two <laughs> fucking roads diverged in a row. <laughs> Graham fucking took the Suey route. <laughs> the Suey route. The Suey Canal. <laughs> so anyway, it's Graham, raining. the best match, worst match, and the. Uh, Sorry, fucking... I meant to say that. Wasn't... <laughs> yeah, the face is sore from laughing. <laughs> yeah, I said the best match, worst match was the opener. Um, that's yeah. the match where the least amount of people put in hard work apart from Rick Martel and uh, yeah Rick, Rick Martel, Martel yeah <laughs> Tito's a hard worker I'll give Tito a bit of bit of uh, props there but yeah it wasn't it was you know I didn't care about the opener but it wasn't shit either it was just it was bland uh, yeah grand like it didn't make me want to tear my eyes and or hair out uh, it didn't make me want to do anything no spot of the night is that uh Super suplex save into double super kick move. That was nice. There wasn't many deadly spots. I could no. think like there's probably a couple like behind that that were okay. My overall thoughts is the in ring action never gets above average. Really. Now when I say that, like the Bret Hart's of this world and the Savages of this world, Mister Perfects, like their average is obviously higher than a yeah. Dino Bravo or Jim Duggan's, but like they all worked their average. It wasn't fantastic, yeah. but. I liked some of the booking and storytelling. I liked splitting up Beefcake and Hogan and Warrior and Macho and Zeus 
because like I said there was an important person in every match yeah. which made every match mm-hmm. like you know should we watch this yeah watch it because X is in it Hogan not a main eventing and celebrating good. for 7 hours good. is a massive and breath of fresh air without a promo before, before his match yeah with massive breath of fresh air absolutely fantastic Warrior said, Warrior did this <gasps> legged it clothesline Bobby Heenan gone show is over yeah. thank for you know we don't need to hear the song looping seven for times. For fucking 20 minutes. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's that was really nice. We can see them build a warrior to be the, the next challenger, you know what I mean? He's squashing Andre, he's main event in this pay-per-view, he's the sole survivor, he's the Intercontinental Champion. He's made, he's the, he's the next big dog. I feel like and, this was a test run to see how warrior would do in the main yeah. event and how the crowd and, would react yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, and he fucking did well. Yeah, he yeah. passed the test. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is rumour that they were considering Zeus Hogan one on one for the main WrestleMania event six. for WrestleMania six at this Jesus. point. Oh, that would have been a disaster. Yep. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Um, I also like Thank the Ultimate Warrior. Thanks the Ultimate Warrior. He's a god in parts unknown or something. I don't know. Uh, no, he's not. He's, he's not a particularly pleasant person. Well, let, no, 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 no. no the Ultimate Warrior, the character. Yes, is a god. yes, sorry. Jim yeah. Hedwig, not so much. He's legally called Warrior, but like anyway. Well, fuck him. <laughs> um, Dana Warrior. That's it. Alright, let's, let's not get not into, into it. That, no, like, no. Okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, I wouldn't recommend it, but I also would not recommend no. it. No, like if you want to watch it, watch it. But I wouldn't say don't watch it. But I also wouldn't say don't. You have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'd say, grand if you're if you know, um, not as good as like SummerSlam or anything. But every, like, nearly everyone's over, and it's fucking, you know, which is showing business is yeah. doing well. Like you know what I mean? Doing very well. But yeah, anyway, um, do you want to go down? Yeah. Okay. So. Match of the night, I'm going to agree, uh, main event, yep. but I would give an honourable mention to Rude's Brood against Roddy's Rowdies, yeah. just for the finishing sequence with Mr. Perfect and Snook, I thought that was probably the best kind of few minutes of wrestling the whole night. Uh, worst match of the night, oh, I'm going to go for Hulkamaniacs against the Million Dollar Team, just because it frustrated me so much watching it, I was so pissed off after it. Like, not that the wrestling itself no, was bad, you, but the you. booking just can, fucking wrecked my can head. Can I just interject with a bit of a sad point as to why that match is... That's the only match in which every participant is alive. Ooh, wow, I was actually sad. going through and I was like, he's dead, he's dead, yeah. he's dead, he's dead. Like, he's that, dead. like a, a silver lining of that match is like, <clears throat> the only one where... Like, that's rough, isn't it? Like, yeah, that is know? quite yeah, rough. That's yeah. rough. <laughs> uh, spot of the night. It's... A normal move, yeah, that he does all the time. But Aaron Anderson's spinebuster yeah, is my spot cracker. of the night because no, it was very acceptable. It's always an unbelievable spinebuster, yeah. but something about the way he did it tonight just really <laughs> stood out to me, really <laughs> spoke to me. Yeah, uh, honorable mention to the super kicks. But overall, this show, I'd say, if you want to feel a bit of nostalgia for all the characters you loved growing up, if you're my age, watch the show. If you want to see great wrestling, don't. you don't need to. Mm. Derm, I kind of wish I had gone ahead of you because you just pretty much robbed all of my choices. <laughs> I think what was so great about that fucking Aaron Anderson spinebuster is how fucking high he lifted him. He got him right up there and he fucking drove him down as hard as he fucking could. There was like, you see when Triple H does a spinebuster like that, you yeah. know, you can see he's driving him, but he kind of, yeah. like, you know, he pulls back at the last second. This was just a Anderson fucking... Anderson is looking to bust your spine. Pretty much. Yeah. That's why it's called a spinebuster. Hence, yeah. 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 <laughs> spine but, yeah. on the pine, as they say. Is that what they call it? Nice. Yeah, well, that's what they call it now. Yeah. yeah. 
Spoint or the main event. Spoint Buster. Match of the night. Spoint Buster. Man of the match. Spoint Buster. No, the main event was like, I think we can all agree by far and away, it was yeah, the most entertaining, the most enjoyable match of the night. Um, there I was actually kind of torn between the opener and the Hulkamaniacs yeah, yeah. one um, but by virtue of fucking Hulk Hogan being alive <laughs> and being the person that he is you don't want a birdie boss man and Dusty because they're dead is it? no okay no just I I want Dusty to seems... I want to bury Hogan because he's alive <laughs> <laughs> also Dusty seems like a nice person he does he seems yeah. fucking sound you know yeah yeah and I've never heard a bad word about Bossman. I don't know. It could be. No, I've never heard a bad word about Bossman. You know, either, like. but I've heard plenty of bad words about Hogan. Mm, um, and yeah. it's, no, but like all that aside, the booking was fucking yeah. brutal. The booking was really, really bad, and you can tell that Hogan was in there fucking with his fingers in, mixing <laughs> it around, yeah. trying to get the way he wanted it to be. Like you know, fingers in people's ears. Plies. Yeah, yeah. Um, fingers and ears. <laughs> Not listening to you when you say I have to lose. <laughs> Overall. Yeah, it was a grand show. Yeah, grand. It was um I it was 2 hours and 40 minutes of my life that I spent watching it that I don't wish that I have back. Right. But I'm not entirely delighted that five, I spent doing five it. 5 matches is like they all like you know every match went over the 20 minute mark. It's hard to watch some a show by, like some this. Some only by some only by a few seconds. Hogan's match by 7 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, it Seven is hard to watch. Well, I, I felt it kind of easy enough to watch. It was no easy to watch. Hard to hard to, to judge it all and, yeah, and yeah, review. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you know, I, get you. I understand. Like what you're this, saying. this, like you know, some of the shows that we watch, three hours and thirty minutes, n- they're great shows. Yeah, but they feel like they take a really long time to watch. Yeah, well, the likes of what we 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 have come through a, a bit of a crook, like a bad time with WF when they're doing, you know, one night tournaments and yeah. stuff, and you're yeah. watching so much. It's like, come on, lads, but. SummerSlam was good. This isn't as good as SummerSlam, but hopefully the show has gone forward for WF at least. WCW have been cracking. It's their year. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that does help this flow, this flow show, the show flow is flow. Jesse. Oh, his commentary yeah, he's on this show. Yeah, you gotta give him a shot. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's call, absolutely fantastic. He doesn't actually call it as a heel. He calls it as it is. As it is. <laughs> it just so happens. That he's right that, all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's so mad. Like, you know what I mean? Stop making heels out to be sound. Yeah, be like, the, like actually kind of, you know, Makes on the ball. Yeah. Like. yeah, like it's, anyway. Yeah. All right, that's Good me. Good time. Good time. Yeah. Good time. Uh, Get yeah. the grand uh, show. Check it out if you want. Yeah. So You're not going to miss something by now. Let's hit the finances for a momentarily. Average ticket price. Guesses. guesses. $20. 18 $16. Oh, uh, 1989, which is roughly $31 2007 in money, which is... Okay. Decent enough price, yeah. yeah it's good value. Uh, right. The pay per view did a three point three, which is three hundred and twenty five thousand, which is seventy five thousand more. Sorry, I did that wrong. <laughs> it's three hundred eighty five thousand boys, which is seventy five thousand more than last year's Survivor Series. Jeez. And here's an interesting thing about how pay per view is becoming the norm. So, this did three hundred eighty five thousand boys. Survivor Series eighty seven did three hundred eighty five thousand boys, but. That officially got a seven point because because that, yeah. so many so the way less it works people is could have it. Seven percent of people in nineteen eighty seven who could get pay per view bought ah. it, and that was three hundred eighty five thousand. Three point three percent in eighty nine bought it, and it was the same number. So that shows that the amount of they, homes they that can get pay per view is getting bigger and yeah. bigger, which is pretty cool. So that was the final proper WWF pay per view of. Of not only 1989, but of the entire 1980s decade. I say proper, obviously, I said it the last time, we will be on to 
what they the what I feel what movie. I feel this pay per view was kind of only built for, which was well not only it was, was one a of tester. The it was testing all these wrestlers like we said before, but also to promote yeah. No Holds Barred the Match the movie, which will be the No Holds Barred <sighs> movie, followed by Macho Man Match sorry, excuse me. Macho King Randy Savage and <laughs> Zeus versus Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake in a steel cage tag team match. But before that we have the final WCW pay-per-view of the 80s. And that is Starcade 89, which is featuring two Iron... Well, there's an Iron Man tournament and an Iron Team tournament. Ooh. So every team and every man will face... Sorry, I need to work Round that Robin, there. you mean? Yeah. So every team will face every other team. Every man will face every other man. So in the tag team tournament, it's the Road Warriors, the Steiner Brothers, Doom, and the Simone Swat team. And in the singles tournament, it's Ric Flair, Sting, Lex Luger, and the Great Muta. So oh long. boy! Um, I'm just actually, gonna go have a wank right now. Actually, right. lads, because I hate wrestling, I'm actually not gonna watch that. <laughs> but on paper, that sounds like fucking. It sounds yes. like, like uh, gold. Yeah, gold was. Just get these teams and those lads and wrestle. Let them fight yeah. each other. Yeah. So they'll all wrestle each other once, and then there's a points system. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out when we get there, and it should be good crack. And then after that is no holds barred, and after that we are. Into a new the decade. 90s. We, I think we, finally we, we into will, the 90s. We will do an, an 80s retrospective, yeah. and you know that sort of thing. Well, lads, it's been a pleasure so until far. Until then, <laughs> until then, should we? Nah, don't even bother with social media. Don't <laughs> you guys Instagram. don't give a go shit. On Instagram, You're not even listening. Boy, God, <laughs> we're finished now. Boy, boy, God Almighty on Instagram. Uh, we don't really update anything else. Ah, the Facebook does an occasional. Thingy. Well, there's a new episode, but that's about it. Instagram, we, do we have a Twitter. Do you want us to talk to you? Like, <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye bye. Good bye luck. Bye bye. Adios. I don't know much, but I know how to love you. And that may be all I need to know. Look at these eyes, they've never seen what matters. Look at these dreams, so big and so better. I don't know much, but I know I love you. That may be all I need to know. So many questions Still left unanswered So much I've never broken through And when I feel you near me Sometimes I see so clearly The only truth I've ever known Me and you Look at this man, so blessed with inspiration Look at this soul, still searching for salvation I don't know much, but I know I love you And that may be all I need
Oh, 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 oh,